Don't get your parties all in a bunch. Self-destruct sequence activated. So on tonight's show, you may learn about the titty tail, the Belleville washer, and alloys that you can use on your motorcycle. Cooper, thank you for being such an awesome co-host. Yeah. I'm glad to give you entertainment. That's good, because if you were Logan right now, you would say, that was sweet. Sweet. Okay, you're going to have to listen to the show to find out what we're talking about. Yeehaw! If you want to support Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, thank Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Seat Concepts, Fast Company, and you can always shop through Amazon on our links on dirtbiketest.com. And don't forget the push-through button on Rocky Mountain MC also on www.dirtbiketest.com. Now here's the show. Live from Pahrump, Nevada, Valley of the Dirt People. This is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Thank you, Logan. I was busy pushing buttons on something else. Uh, I hope we're live. Does it seem like we're (laughs) live? Can somebody give me an update that we're live? You're live. You're live. That's good. Um, because I was gonna I was gonna do some um I have my voice matron here, which everybody's scared about. You are an idiot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we're gonna plug the voice matron directly into the soundboard. So welcome everybody. Uh thank George thank you, George, for confirming from he's in uh Montana. Montana. Montana, I believe. Southern Canada, we like to call it. Yeah. He's trying to get out of uh get out of the States a little bit. We have the um counter going today. Um yep. counter is brought to you by who's it brought to you by this time? Bulletproof designs. Why not? Bulletproof designs um counter tonight. You can call in to this show on the seat concepts hot seat hotline. And I will tell you what, I'm really stoked that um did you get it? Did you catch that one? Get it. I'm really stoked that seat concepts uh has my ass, if you know what I mean. They did for this uh, long adventure ride. We're going to talk about that on tonight's show. Mm-hmm. I have the seat that I rode on right right behind me here. This, this, this is going to be our product that we're going to talk about tonight. And if you know me and seats and stuff like that, I don't sit down a whole lot when I ride, except on this bike I did. And I actually got a seat that I was a little hesitant to buy. And I'll explain all that when we um, talk about that tonight. So we're going to have a little bit of adventure bike riding talk tonight. Uh, but the show would not be possible without all of our sponsors, which include Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb. DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, and Bulletproof Designs. Right. The Bulletproof Designs um counter. And you don't get to, don't get to push that because uh, counter. it's... When I delay and use a noise to cut into it. So we're going to try to keep this show nice and clean tonight. Tight. Good good sound. Good sound quality. Lots of very important information. I was told by people that know a lot better than me that I need to slow down the speaking sometimes. I just need to enunciate. And they, they said that that thing that's, um, what do they call this thing up here? Helmet holder. Helmet holder. So I'm not supposed to use my helmet holder. Well, I, I got to stop the information that goes from my helmet holder between the time it, I think about it and it goes out my mouth. Because sometimes it comes out a little too quick and it's the wrong. Mm-hmm. It comes off the wrong way. Yeah. Yep. 
Did you, did that happen during our ride at all? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> did you see? <laughs> I explained it to you, though. I told you what was going on. I gave him the same speech I gave you, Matt, about when I get my arms start flapping up and down and they look like um, helicopter blades. Um talking at the same time and it's like usually at high pitch and lots of things we oh, had that, that, speech. <laughs> that speech yeah <laughs> so yeah we all we got we got that so logan tell everybody what we did last week we well we drove up to the tour tech rally did some schools there and then we rode drove to idaho Mm-hmm. Some spot in Idaho. Rode with some of your buddies mm-hmm. for three days. I think it was three days. We did two days of small bikes and, and one adventure. One adventure bike prep day. Yep. Then we set out on an adventure to prom. Correct. Yes, on three nineties, KTM three nineties. That's right. We took a couple of rental bikes we have here at the Jimmy Lewis off-road training, which may or may not be a sponsor of the show. Depends on how I feel about, you know, I don't really know if I want to invest in such a kind of a, you know, half-assed podcast with second-rate um, producers and, you know, ragtag team of uh, the, these guys. So the, the producer, but we're, we have some in training. Oh, He's doing good. We haven't had a technical difficulty yet, have we? No, because he's it's under my deal. Maybe I'm better as like a manager. Do you need a microphone or what? Do we got to get you a you microphone? This thing Do you want to be a co-host here? Are you are you working your way up to the hosting? Me? <laughs> I'll come on host, so, hey, um, I saw a question. We're 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 currently live on our Instagram thing, and of course, our buddy Victor. He says, do you use or shave your legs Tour de France biker style for long rides? Or does the seat concepts do it for me? Uh (laughs) So shaved legs Tour de France biker shorts. Well, I I thought he was actually asking if I shave my legs. The answer is no. I don't don't have that much time. I barely shave my face. Thank God all the hair fell off the top of my head. But no, Victor, I don't use any biker shorts. In fact, most of the time I was riding in swim trunks mm-hmm. because we got to swim in freezing cold rivers. From about, what was it? What was the coldest one you would guess? Was it, was it the one? I d- was it the one I, no. Was it the one I, was the lake colder than the river? I think so. Yeah. You thought is. the lake was colder than the river. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we swam in a lake that was pretty high, maybe at like around 6,500 feet elevation. And then there was a river that was also pretty high, but it had just come off a meadow and it was sunny. Yep. I dove in that one. And in the beginning, it felt colder, but afterwards it felt really nice. Yeah. I have video of that someplace. It's on the all the, the videos. So it was a good time. Uh, so no, no, um, no biker shorts, Victor. I just whatever my uh, shorts were at the time. So I see any other questions in there. We got a lot of people checking us out on the grams right now. Too bad we can only do these videos for a few minutes, though, right? Not for the longest, Not for the longest time. But again, if you're there watching us, it's uh, at Dirt Bike Test. Just go find it someplace. These shows, by the way, 
are up on YouTube, archived. We have a hundred and how many is this show? Hundred and forty seventh episode. What are we gonna do for hundred fiftieth show? Robert, uh, going to Romero's. Romero's. That's what yeah. we did on the hundredth, didn't we? Yeah, and I think I think we get Big John back. Maybe. He, might, he might have to take a vacation day or something like that. Yeah, guy's busy. You think you think we would actually talk about motorcycles and motorcycle related products on our hundred fiftieth show? No, no, probably as much as we usually do. See, Logan's getting a little more comfortable with me. Notice he's actually engaging in this this art we call conversation. It's <laughs> it's going to get better. <laughs> hey, read off our sponsors again while I have a sip of my drink. Yamaha with. You can experience pure performance and exhilarating power with a full line of Yamaha YZ two-stroke bikes. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new for 2022. The re-revised YZ125 makes for the perfect step-up machine, featuring all-new engine, revised six-speed transmission, new brakes, and suspension settings. Okay, hold on. That was good. Do you feel like you're a step-up rider? At one point. So you took the YZ125 out to a works race and quite possibly had your best results. In the YZ, I, I mean, in the 125 class. Right. So it was way better than your old 125. Yeah. Yep. There we go. There's Logan. That was a complete explanation of how his race went. Continue on with the YZ250. Improved rider ergonomics and with a gr new aggressive styling and more. The YZ250 also delivers improved rider ergonomics, new front and rear brakes, updated suspension settings, and aggressive styling. For a truly race-inspired look, check out the YZ250 and the YZ125 Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Editions. And for the next generation of riders, the YZ65, YZ85, and YZ85LW deliver big bike specs in a smaller package. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Find your Yamaha YZ and enter Victory Zone today. Awesome. Okay. So thanks to Yamaha. Speaking of uh, sponsors, um, did you get that? I got it. I got it. I'm going. Good. Just, just, I'm checking on you, making sure you can produce the show because I, I feel like Matt's trying to ditch out. He's like, try, he's trying to ditch out so he doesn't have to come into Valley of the Dirt people. He thinks you kids can handle this whole thing. I don't think it's possible. But do you want to be a producer or a co-host? I don't care. You don't care? No. Nope. You're just here for the ride? Heck yeah. Okay, good. I like the I like that enthusiasm. Hey, Dennis, good to see you. Um, we're not too melted. It is hot. Mark Daniels is on board with Tech Talk Taco Tequila Tuesday. I saw the extra tea in there. And Jim says we need to get super hunky in here. And I 150th show, we talked about this. That would be an awesome guest. I got to figure out if I can figure out how to do that that would be that would be epic <laughs> rick uh was one of uh was when i was a kid when i was younger than you guys when i was reading magazines rick was the editor guy mm -hmm. and so having gone through that whole path of getting there and being that kind of guy for a while different kind of guy but same kind of guy read monkey butt read the book monkey butt in fact you should probably get a cop if you are interested in motorcycle journalism at all, get a copy of Monkey Butt, and I'm working on Monkey Butt too. Slowly but surely working on this, this book. Uh, 
Victor says, 2016 KTM 690 with Rottweiler intake. Hard to start sometimes. What could be the culprit? Well, I don't think that changing the intake, I'm not familiar with the one on the 690, but it shouldn't really affect, it could make it a little bit leaner. And I don't know if you have a different ECU or anything's been done, but potentially having it being a little bit lean, is it hard to start hot or cold or all the time? That's the question I have back. My 1090R asks on the Instagrams, are you going to the KTM rally in, and he named a state. Oh, it's announced though. I think they did announce that the KTM rally is going to be in Idaho. Yeah. I heard that they, they put that information out there. Yeah. So we were, we, the, our pre-adventure ride was with the guys from yeah. KTM. Okay. Yeah. So we were actually riding around and uh, with those guys kind of scouting out some routes. So will I be going? I think I will be going. You going Logan? Maybe. Maybe. Do you want to go? Possibly. Possibly. Those are very definitive terms that help me make a decision. Okay. So thanks for all the Instagram guys for checking this out. If we have any other questions. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Um, do we miss that one? Make your RM sponsor banner easier to find in your site, says Chris Garrett 08. That's you know, a good idea. That's a good idea. Because I went on the Amazon and I could not find it. Well, it's not on the Amazon. It's on the, it's a, it's a little thing. Hey, Chris, that's a, that's a great idea. Give Coop shit. Okay. <laughs> God, no, no. Coop, why, why don't I teach you how to get into the website on the backside and you figure out how to make that thing I keep bigger. Drop down link. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If you can make that bigger and it shows a noticeable increase on the site traffic, by the way, go to dirtbiketest.com. We have the Rocky Mountain MC uh, banner link. It's kind of small. It's at the bottom of a lot of the stories. It just says click here to shop. There is a there is a, a banner up on top. If if you use that, uh, we get a little cut. helps us out. So the deal I'll make with you is you fix that, Cooper. You guys got to be quiet over there. Sorry. What? Turn off the mic. I'll try to angle mine another way if you're going to have a little private discussions over there. Well, they're producing, so. I know. They're producing something. Not not much if you're watching this show. If whatever that increase is, when you fix that, if there's a big increase that month, I will give you 100% of the increase. No way. Yeah. I'm going to be telling my dad to order everything. <laughs> Right. Only one month, though. Okay. Yeah, but if you can fix it, because I we kind of know Matt keeps track of this, allegedly, and I trust him. If if there's a big jump because you fixed those banners, made that banner thing easier for people to find, yep. I'll give you the increase for that month. And, uh, Chris, because you made this idea, if you, if, if you find that it's easier to reach, reach out to me and I'll hook you up with something. So, anyways... Rode with them a week ago, and he got too hot and called it quits early. Okay. Oh, wow. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. And I got, and I pointed out his front sprocket had three broken teeth. (laughs) And you want to come over here and help me work on motorcycles? (laughs) Oh, God, Chris. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Chris. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Um, Okay. Well, everybody on the, on the, um, let's see. Oh, Victor says, I told you about the links on the website. He, he already, he's claiming it. Okay. Yeah. 
That's my Mexican buddy. Okay, Victor, we'll see you on the other side over on the YouTubes where you or are you banned on YouTubes and Facebook now, so you can't get back to us. So awesome, everybody. Thanks for joining on those shows. Uh, let's turn that thing off. I'm going to end this now. And then uh, we have a lot of questions up in the chats. Chris Real wants to know how many miles was our ride? Oh, no. 1,200 miles. How many miles did you spend lost on your ride? Ooh, good one. question. One. One. You're claiming one. one. I was never lost. Was I ever lost? No, you weren't. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's not an um, by the way. That was an ah. Uh. That, that's that's signifying a, thinking. Because uh, you guys are like, it's the, uh, same uh, thing. Uh. it's the same thing. Well, he has to think. It's I, that's a good question. He's I actually. Didn't, I didn't know a word. I didn't know a word that would stop the show enough for me to think hey, the of fact, when I needed to speak. The fact like that he's making noise out of his mouth is a is a huge improvement. I, so you can't count any more Logan ums. Can I count your uhs? Yeah. Just okay. double double down on those things. I don't know. I'm trying, <laughs> trying to keep this thing interesting. Uh, so got a question there from Cameron Harris. Curious about full wrap wrap hand guards. Recommend recommendations on flex handlebars. Have you seen a BD BRP adapter that converts most guards as well as Cycra hand guards perform? Purpose built for the platform. Hey, Jimmy, where yes. can, uh, if they wanted to call you, what do they do? Oh, they call in on the hotline that Matic is running 775 318 5515. Logan should have said that. Logan, what's the hotline number? 775 318 5515. That's right. I'm busy trying to, uh, he loves flex handlebars. Um, most bikes he has wrap hand, wrap hand guards. And I don't know about so, BRP. So flex has their own um, set of hand guards that are, I don't even know which ones they're modeled after, but they're BRP makes a really nice hanger that screws into the flex part of the handlebar. And the reason why it has to be mounted there as opposed to someplace else is if you mounted it to a fixed position, then all of a sudden the bars would not flex like they're supposed to. So it has the handguard, actually, the wraparound handguard has to be mounted into the pivot of the flex bar. So there's a lot. I have I had some Psychro um, full wraparound guards on some of my flex bars. So I've, I've used those before, usually with this BRP mount. But Flex also makes another mount. There's a couple different options for it. So I think that should be able to fix your issue. I think. Todd Kelly has a question. I have a new to me 16 KTM 500 that has 240 hours. I just did a refresh on it and I have started it a few times after reconnecting everything. I've noticed that the starter works fine but there's a whine sound from the starter that my 19300 doesn't have. It's a pretty pronounced sound. Could this be an early failure symptom? So 
a refresh. I don't know what a refresh is, and I don't know why you would do a refresh on a KTM 500 at 240 hours, because to me, that's uh, middle of life. I think 400 hours is where I would start considering refresh. And Maybe uh, you're, Todd Kelly can call in and give you yeah, some Yeah, call details. in. Give me some details. Uh, the 19300 is a two-stroke, mm-hmm. so it makes a distinctly different sound. One goes ding, 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 two-stroke, and the other one's going boom, 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 boom. You know this, right, Logan? Yeah. Yeah, good. So that's <laughs> – I, I, didn't, I didn't know that the starter motor <laughs> – the 19300 doesn't yeah i don't know where the the starter motor wine it could be the sprag gears in inside there yes bob bob is raising his hand the starter motor whole concept is different on the two bikes correct so they might make different noises yeah yeah i don't i don't know how you're comparing those two bikes as far as the noise that the starter motor makes but if if the motor if the sound the starter motor made between when you had it in the beginning and then did whatever a refresh was, which, you know, I hope it wasn't a complete top end and all that stuff. Cause you took out a bunch of really good brand new parts, I would suspect. But e- again, maybe you bought a used bike and you have no idea where it came from and you just wanted to be safe. So there's options for that as well. But I pretty sure actually I, I, I gave a guy a thumbs up on a comment today on the, on the tubes of, of no YouTube's or Facebook's or something like this. He actually said, the same thing I say. It's like, hey, when you have a problem, what was the last thing you did to the motorcycle? It's usually me, the me, the guy that worked on it that caused that problem. So hopefully that answers your question, Todd. I think um I don't I'm I'm trying to think of what would cause a different sound, a wine sound on that that would be obvious, but I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to diagnose over the internets. But you know what? If you post that on one of the forums, you'll get 10 different answers from other people that won't say, I don't know, until I hear it. Yes, Bob? Is it whining when the starter's activated? That's that's a good question. So is it when the start, just when you're pushing on the starter, it makes the whine noise? Or is it after it's running, it continues on? Because that would make a big difference. Because I guess if you if something was done improperly and then the starter the starter now was having to push an extra, you know, an extra load. It was a heavier, some more drag on it. So I don't know. Oh, he says just cosmetic, cosmetic, where I'm, nothing in the motor. So you never took the motor, you never opened the motor up and it's always been doing this. So we'll find out. Okay. Any other questions there? No, uh, Jewel? <laughs> Jewel. Jewel. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, what tips slash advice do you have for riding big bore singles down dry gravel roads with lots of loose gravel and very little traction? Uh, stay in balance. That's pretty much my answer for any time you're riding. But the gravel, you imagine, it's actually one of my least favorite traction services is like loose gravel because you just never know where the bike is going to go. You're, you're imagine it's just like you're riding on marbles so that, so you're never really hooked up to the ground. You're in some, some of the rocks and the gravel might be embedded and some of them are loose and they're going to move. And so you think about the weight of the motorcycle and its trajectory, it's, it's going to constantly be moving around. And what most people do is unfortunately they tense up and they get, they get scared and they, they try to get back and the bike's going to shake 
and you getting back and being tight on the bike, you become a pendulum and you don't allow the bike to move and, you know, pivot like it should. And these are all things that center around the more in balance you are and the looser you are, you just let the bike do what it's going to do. Cause if you could let go of the handlebars at that point and you had enough momentum, it, they would, the bike would just go nice and straight. So, and it doesn't make any difference whether you're on a big bore single, a small bore single, a twin cylinder bike, a mini bike, all of the stuff will be pretty much the same. So I don't think the, the bike makes a, a thing. It's the traction is what the problem is. And, and, and balance and traction go hand in hand. We teach this in our schools. Check out the Better Rider podcast. I think we have an episode where we talk about this kind of stuff someplace in the archives. But it's only, there's only, we're, what are we, eight episodes in on that one? Ten, something? Nine. 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 Eight, eight and a half because eight and eight. Eight. There was an 8.5? No, there's two oh, eights. Nate didn't count? No, there's two eights. I got to get Nate on the show. You know what would be awesome is to have Nate and Rick Simon. Crazy Nate and Rick. I would just get up and leave. I'd let those two guys tell stories. Hey, Jim. Uh, uh, okay. Because Nate wants to come back. Nate wants to come and do Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. He really does. And then, then he can be uncensored. I don't have to. I don't have to clip him every once in a while. We start telling everybody how to ride. Nate was on the Better Rider podcast, one of our better ones. So, hey, George put up in the chat his two cents for the gravel question. I don't know what it is. Jimmy Lewis off road. It's a link to Jimmy Lewis off road. I know, but it's probably an article I wrote that explained that sort of thing. What does Robert Lambert want to know? It's a comment. Are you going to read it or do I have to? Okay. Got my bike done. 2022 Sierra 450X stage two cam kit. San Diego powerhouse ported head vortex from Twisted Development. Full FMF power core mega bomb. Sounds awesome. And we're supposed to do what with that? Did we tell That's him to my question. get his bike done? Maybe, I, maybe he submitted that. No, it's just a comment. Is there a 2022? Oh, oh, I was I was thinking old Sierra 250X. So how does it work, Robert? That's the question. It sounds like a full race motor to me. So sounds good. Let's see. Flex Racing, Reflex Racing has a possible option as well. You know, I just, on that bike that you're going to work on tomorrow, there's Reflex Racing handlebars. And they actually have a handguard that has a small cable piece in it. So it uses it uses an aluminum handbar handguard that wraps around at the very end it, it goes into a cable. So it's not solid and rigid mounted. So that's actually a really good uh Tommy, that's a great uh thing. And Todd says it was just cosmetic. We're still waiting on whether the motor runs. He should call in. That's a 775-318-5515. You can be on the seat concepts hot seat hotline. We won't pick on you. What does Blake want to know? Oh, no, he did that. Let's see. Flex has handguards they sell for the Flex bars. Yeah, we mentioned that. Okay. We caught up on the questions there, Logan? Yeah, online. So about this adventure bike ride we went on, that would be your first adventure bike ride? That I was riding. That yeah. you were riding. Because what did you say you used to do? You used to go with Dad on the KLR650? Yep. What was it called? I would starfish. So he had a big pelican case on the back of it. And that was my pillow. I would 
set it there and then sprawl out and go to sleep. Yep. For miles and hours and right. And I asked you, so where'd you guys ride? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slept for most of it. So was it hard to stay awake during the entire day while we were riding? Because I noticed you had a we 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 posted a picture on the last show of your your preferred position in the motorhome. Yes, you did. Um, which which that was that was actually a nicer one. I think I've got one where you're, you're just you're just flopped over. You're like I don't I don't like if I did that I would not be able to. I'd have so many cramps in my neck and pinched nerves. Yeah, you had a position going. I I didn't really want to wake you up because I thought you might actually start talking and that'd scare me. <laughs> <laughs> so hey uh another thing you can do is go to uh amazon.com through one of the links below us i'm actually still working with those people to try to get paid like we're supposed to because they hijacked my bank account or something like that i don't know what happened Seat Concepts since 2009 has been making handmade seat and seat products that are made in the usa the seat styles are available in a variety of options, low and tall heights, narrow to wide profiles. They have a proprietary foam is adjusted for each customer based on the riding style, weight, and firmness preference. They're designed and built for long haul adventures or weekend warriors at the track. Actually, even race guys at the track. Ride the world with seat concepts. I just rode... A small portion of the United States with Seat Concepts and on our product test tonight, I'm going to tell you about that. And it, it has nothing to do with the fact that they're a sponsor of the show because my butt was so happy that I want to tell you about it. Uh, Victor Links, what links? Well, Cooper's going to fix that. Right, uh -huh. Cooper? Yep. So 1,200 miles. 1,200 miles. What broke? Everybody wants to know, like, what happened? What was what went wrong? Mirror, muffler, muffler hanger. That was the not not the muffler, the muffler hanger, um, and skid plate. I broke the skid plate. Yeah, and you broke everything else. Yeah, my skid plate was an early version of a black dog, and I don't know if they've made some changes, but it broke one of the brackets that it hangs off of. And there's a good thing that it's really easy in the Western United States to find bob wire fence because we we made bob wire fence parts fixes mm -hmm. as well as with our our cruise toolkits. Those little at the Tour Tech rally, they gave yeah. us the little the little. Thank God they handed us those bags. Ooh. I also broke the blinker and a part of the fairing. Okay, that's right. That was on the the. Extreme, you rode the, we'll call it the A-loop of the KTM Adventure Rider Rally. Yes. On a bike with maybe six inches of ground clearance. Maybe. Have you ever seen a turtle when a turtle gets stuck on a rock? Yeah, high centers. Yeah, you did that. Yeah. And when a bike of that weight with a man of your stature. Yeah. It it basically decides where it's going to go. Because Logan on a on a... Small adventure bike with the KTM 390 is, and I think that's probably we're we're south of 400 pounds by a pretty good margin, and we rode loaded up. Oh yeah, on a ride where everybody else is all stripped down, we were all loaded up, and they're like, "Why are you doing that?" And it's like it was a test run 
for good reason. We wanted to check, make sure the bikes work. I wanted to make sure he was good with this. We we're going to, you know, I'm not going to go, we're not going to go ride a thousand miles without practicing. Yeah. And so we could kind of do it in this controlled environment. And, uh, and then they decided, Hey, let's go on the super gnarly trail. It's like, we'll go. And so we, we went and we soon were scratching over the top of these rocks. It was a single track trail, kind of an easier single track trail, but it was enough of a problem that, that, um, you had an issue. And the best thing was, is, uh, Quinn Cody got off his bike. Yes, he did. Knowing what was going to happen, knowing yep. full yes. well, cause he has KTM 390 experience. Uh-huh. And he got off and he pulled the phone out and he got Logan in all of his glory. And that will be in the video. Yes. For sure. Logan warming up to adventure bike questions. So we got a caller. Yes. Can you bring him into the show? This is this is where the, the producer's gonna make a technical jack up, I think. He's on. He's on. Caller. What's your name? Where are you from? How's it going, Jimmy? This is uh Todd from Tucson, Arizona. Hey Todd, welcome to the C Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. Thanks for calling in. We're going to get to the bottom of your problem the best we can. So we're we're our curious curiosity is so you bought an older five hundred, and you're saying the starter yeah. makes a whine. Now is this when only when you start it, or does it continue on after you start the bike? No, it, it's just uh, initially right when you start it. It just does a real quick whine, just a, a like a loud, kind of loud, high pitched little wing. I think this is kind of normal. It's you know I'm I'm thinking back to like what my KTM 500 sound like, and they do make kind of it, it, like right when you push the starter. So this is your first KTM electric start four stroke. Four stroke, yeah. So I have the 300, and you don't hear the starter on that. Is it the you, three, just, you press that starter, and it just fires right up. And it's and it sounds like, especially the older ones, like the the 2008 and stuff like that. The 300s, it sounded like gears were grinding, which in fact they were when you start an older KTM electric start bike. The new ones are much better, but from my experience, is the two stroke sounds more geary, and the 500 has more of a a high pitch whine, like you're describing. So okay. if it only, if so it, it only, might, it might be normal. Then. I think it's normal. Do, do you know anybody else that has one of these bikes? I, I do. Um, but I never really thought to, you know, pay attention to it before. Yeah. It was really odd to me. And in putting this bike all back together, you know, it was one of those things. It was like, hey, this sounds kind of weird. Cause it does, you know, it does kind of wind up. And it, and it goes for about two, maybe like two seconds after, you know, it engages, it kind of winds and you can kind of hear it. But once it, but, down, but once it, it yeah, once it down. starts, once it starts and it gets running, it goes away. Fine. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's the normal sound now that I'm, I, I think the 350 okay. actually does it more than the 500, right, Logan? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a, I think it's probably a normal sound. I was worried, like when you said you refreshed this bike, I was like worried, okay, what did you do? Like <laughs> how, how refreshed? Cause I mean, there's some people though, they buy a bike and they tear the whole thing apart and put it all back together when it was probably a perfectly working good bike. And I'll tell you that I, yeah, no. I, I wouldn't touch mine for like 400 or so hours if I knew that it didn't suck dirt and you know, whatever I would, if, yeah. if I bought that bike, and I just, I bought, remember the one with the Red Bull graphics on it? Yep. The 500 that I bought. So I, I, I basically bought this bike, uh, 
a few years ago. And it was a, you could tell it was well used. It looked like the guy rode like extreme and draw on it. Cause it has lots of scratches on it. But I, I started the bike up, listened to it, rode it down the street, just click, 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 click through the transmission. It shifted. It held all of its gears as good. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'll take this, but I want to do one thing. And the guy said, what? I said, I want to lay it over and pull, pull the, the screen out of the, of the motor. So the oil pickup screen. And so he said, yeah, sure. So we got a, you know, the, we got the Allen wrench and popped that thing off and looked at it. Cause most people don't even know it's there. That one little filter. And I pulled it off, looked at it. It's clean, put it back in. I said, okay, I'm taking it. And I haven't done anything but ride that thing since then, or actually it's mostly a rental bike, but that they're, they're pretty indestructible. You're going to be pretty happy with the amount of time you can get on that motorcycle. Very good. Very good. Yeah. That's, that's why I ended up going with, uh, you know, this particular bike, it's replacing my 09, the, the carbureted 09 WR450. So I contacted you last week about the vibration. I was a little concerned about the vibration going from the WR to, you know, the oh, okay. 500. Uh, and, uh, but I think I'll be pretty happy with it. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, I think the vibrations are just different, you know, different bikes have different, and the, you're, you're talking WRs and Yamaha. Yeah. And and it was you're going from aluminum frame to steel frame. Yeah. So these are these are the kind of things that that sort of change you know the the feelings you're getting through the bike and 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 that's the you know that's the thing is having having the chance to ride all these different bikes and you you notice this it's like I'm probably less susceptible to vibration than most riders. I'm I'm not that picky about it, so it has to be pretty bad for me to 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 kind of pick up and notice it, but. My KTM 390 vibrated at 4,600 RPMs, really bad. And I don't know if that was the skid plate. <laughs> That's the harmonic frequency of the skid plate or what. But, well, awesome. Thank you for uh, calling in and uh, getting us to the bottom of that. But uh, so KTM 500s have squeaky starters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently this one does. Compared to Yamaha's. Well, yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for taking my phone call. And uh, don't. Don't just let front rotors be an, an automatic endo. A front, oh, front discards. Front discards, yeah. Those can't be an automatic endo. I I live out here, and I'm just waiting to ding it. I'm like, I, I got them on all my bikes, and I'm feeling them, and they're smooth as can be. And I'm like, right. man, he's right. You know, like, they're you, not doing anything. You haven't, you haven't used it yet. Oh, you need, to, you need to just send it into the rocks like a Hail Mary and just go, I've got a discard. I don't, on my front, I don't need to worry about exactly. it. Exactly. Hey, I, I almost, on the screen, on the, on the wall behind us, I almost mounted one up that I had on a, actually it was on a Yamaha WR450. We had it as a test bike. And I think that was the bike that I said I felt it on. Remember, I, I this is my big thing is I put it on. And I think it's because it, yeah. the way it mounts, I, I looked at it today because we we're going to put it up there, but it's Bulletproof Designs is a sponsor of the show. And they make front yeah. uh, disc rotor guards. And I'm not going to oh, stop. Oh, yeah, I got them on my bike. I'm not going to stop hating. They're awesome if you want one on your bike, but I'm not going to stop hating on them. <laughs> Even though they're a sponsor. What about the fork? What about the fork guard portion? Of the, it? the, the, the know, low, the, the lower, uh, like the, the fork shoe. Correct. The thing that protects the fork guard from something. getting, those are good. I, I actually, I actually, when I rode the King of the Motos on George's bike, I actually put plastic Acherby's ones on there and trust me, I use them and they got, yeah. they got pretty dinged up yeah. and his forks are still in relatively good shapes. 
but even in a race like that, I didn't whack the disc rotor. <laughs> and and yeah, yeah. I, when when I, that's, I, I put the challenge out there, I say, hey, send me a picture of your organically scratched up front disc rotor, and I'll you know I'll bite my tongue for a little while, at least one show. I might even send you a T-shirt if it's real. <laughs> what? <laughs> because I, because I live in the Rock in Arizona. And I can uh, I can vouch for you that all my bikes are bashed up everywhere else. <laughs> it's, not that particular spot. Yeah, well, it's hard. One more question before you I get off with you. Yes, yeah, sure. Um, I got this uh, this bike when I bought it. It was super motoed out, so it had a the guy who I got it from had the dirt wheels on it, but he had the front super moto rotor on it. I just ended up I got like an aftermarket hanger that was supposed to be the stock one. Didn't have the little mount hole for the for the speedo uh, magnet, so I just ended up putting the the supermoto rotor on there anyways. And well, for I'm that for that you're going to need a discard. Yeah, that you're going to need a discard. <laughs> you're probably going to have to have somebody machine you out the extra like twenty millimeters or something fin on it because you will you will catch that on rocks. Don't, okay, okay, so that's the drawback. Then. The the over yeah the oversized rotors just tend they tend to be. Generally, they're way too strong. I mean, they're too strong and too touchy for off-road, for most off-road applications. Okay. It's, it's basically too much brake. But I think okay. you'll find that, I mean, it, it, the problem is you, you start getting used to that oversized brake rotor, and then your standard brakes are going to feel pretty weak. Because most people, I think, they they adapt to their bike. You know, you make a change to it, and mm-hmm. and and you may not even notice it, but you adapt to it. If you get start used to that that brake and the the light lever pressure and how much performance that thing will offer off road, you go back to a stock one. You're all of a sudden you're going to go it's mushy. And the, the reason I know this is from you know riding bikes with bad brakes or riding factory bikes that had really good brakes that were tuned properly, and then going back to like a quote a standard bike or riding an old yeah. you know this is the one thing that, that my i had an xr 600 it was such an awesome bike and i didn't ride it for like a year and a half two years and i went back and i rode it i loved everything about it i love the flexi chassis i love the power delivery i could not get over the damn brakes because the front brake was so weak it was so weak and that thing was such a heavy pig that's what made it handle yeah. it so comfy it just wouldn't slow down i'm like i can't ride this anymore i'm gonna scare myself my braking distances are all off so yeah, um, enjoy the disc brake rotor. Send me pictures when it gets scratched up. <laughs> so, All right, will do. Awesome. Thanks for calling, Todd. All right, take care, guys. Have a good night. That is your Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. That's good. You woke up. Yeah. You, you're not like Bob over there who can't hear any of this. and He's just <laughs> bored out of his skull, so he's reading a book from We Went Fast. Pretty good book. It's... A lot of pictures, Grand Prix so. Grand Prix Motocross GP Motocross from uh, go to wewentfast.com I know it's past Father's Day you should have got your dad that book but if you need the book then you can buy it for yourself now Greg Miller has a question I have a 2019 KTM 300 TPI with a get ECU with fuel injector relocation relocate that was kit. that was like that girl that we rode with Remember the girl we traveled with? Mm-hmm. Remember I, I looked at the bike and I said, oh, look at all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Kit, what is your thoughts on get traction control knob? So, Greg, I've never ridden one on a two-stroke, but I have on the four-stroke. And I wanted to 
changed the way it worked. So in other words, it did work, but it didn't work the way that I felt it should. And I, I would have to go back and look at notes to see exactly what I thought the changes were because where I want traction control is at the, at just when I open the throttle up, like the initial, like I want it to change the, we'll call it throttle control at the very beginning. And then I want traction control up at the upper, upper RPMs. And it felt like this one on, on this bike that I rode, it felt like it didn't do anything for the initial part of the, like I'll say the first eighth of a throttle where I think it's really important. It did nothing there. And then it, it basically either muted or amplified the mid part of the power delivery. And then again, it did nothing for the top top. And so I want it to work at the very bottom and the very top top, not kind of in the middle. I mean, you can have it do something in the middle. So that's the way this one worked. And it was that, that rotary knob. In fact, it's still on my bike. The knob is actually still on my bike. And I don't have the, I don't have the ECU in there anymore because somebody needed it more than I did. And I wasn't sad to see it go away because I wanted to do some additional tuning, not just on the, on the maps for the rideability, but also on the traction control. And I don't, I haven't played with it. I haven't had the opportunity to play with this stuff that much, but I think we really, I mean, there's there to me, rideability is way more important than outright power. It always has been. And when that knob that's supposed to control rideability didn't do it for me, it didn't do it for me. So, okay. That's the, and how did that fuel injection relocation kit work for you? I'm curious about this because I've ridden a couple of them and I, and I have an opinion. So I'm interested. I want to know, actually, I two, two questions for you, Greg. Actually, give us a call. Yeah, Greg. 775-318-5515. I, I would love to ask a few questions about that kit because I'm curious. And I, I, I always kind of want to learn a little bit here and there. So... Okay, here we got questions on the sheet. Hey, if you're looking for a set of handlebars and you want to make your bike more comfortable, or if you're a guy like me and you want to be able to ride a couple days in a row without sore wrist, Fast Company makes Flex Handlebars. That's F-L-E-X-X Handlebars. I've been running them forever. They're on every one of my bikes. What was on my KTM 390, Logan? Flex Bars. They're awesome. They uh, make a big difference. And if you don't know, you don't know. And they're not just for old guys. I notice a lot of kids use them too, especially on their mini bikes. You don't want to know why? Why? Because on mini bikes, a lot of times the forks suck. Yeah. And flex handlebars make bad flex handlebars make bad forks good. I've always said this. And for me, you can even have a good fork, and then I can run it stiffer. That doesn't hurt my wrists. And then, hold on a second. That's the Husserberg bell I just threw at them. They think this is their show. <laughs> it's like, next comes the sprocket, Dirt Tricks, DDC. I mean, sorry, Dirt Tricks is the old company. <laughs> it's the old one. This, this goes next like that. And this is not going to be so pretty. So anyways, Flex Handlebars. Yep. They make Jimmy happy, unlike uh, side discussions on the show inside the office here. Okay. Low um count tonight, says Rick. 
Does that mean? Does that mean the producer is not pushing the button enough? Bad producer, or good, no. or oh, or is the the um is improving? Yeah. Well, we can always make that worse. So, <laughs> welcome to uh, Jimmy's Tequila Moment. We decided we were going to go high dollar tonight, so I pulled out the uh, bottle of Sincuro. This is a very nice tequila. I know this because uh, that's why it's halfway empty. I'm going to have a little bit, and Matt's running to find himself a shot glass because he's over 21 in here. You know what else I learned? You know I, I, how I like to learn something every day? Yeah. What did I learn at that store in, it was in Northern Idaho. No. Um, Remember we went to the store? Yeah. And what did I tell you to do? Because I had you Logan. get something, you'll die. No, I had, I had Logan unload the basket. The trash? No, the basket. No, not the. No, 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 no. When we were in the store, and remember the lady gave us that the horrible look. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah talking yeah. to the microphone. Oh, remember, yeah. This is a, this is a show where you. So, um, I was putting all the groceries on the thing, and I left the beer because I, you're not allowed to touch those in stores, or at home. I didn't know this. Yeah, you're. Oh, you're not allowed to touch them at home. <laughs> Have I had you pour this stuff for me here before? Are we breaking on, laws? On the show, yeah. On the show. Are we on the show. Is that illegal? Oh, yeah. Uh, really? Frowned upon. Definitely. Definitely for frowned upon. Don't know if it's illegal. This show with illegal activity on here. <laughs> so, okay, here I'm pouring mats here. Uh, I see we got a caller. We're going to get right to you. So I will refrain from doing that because I don't like to do illegal things that much. Uh, good job, Matt. We didn't even say Husaberg. You just did. I know, but after you rang the bell. Anyways, I learned that I'm not allowed to have um, my uh, kid who I have. I have a uh, rent a kid. Printed. Rent a kid. Rent a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rent a kid. You know, you know, another really interesting thing was that I didn't know is I. So we went to these small towns in Nevada and they had little tiny small bars. Yeah. And we rolled in there and at the first one, we walked in there and my goal was, and you were way too fast in that section. I wanted to be in there drinking a beer before you actually walked in the door. But I was up yeah. there sitting at the bar and I just barely got my beer. Yeah. And, I, and there was a whole bunch of people. And this is good. There's a bunch of people at the bar and you walked in and they knew we were together because we had motorcycle gear on. Yeah. And you just walked in and you went and sat down at the, at the table and I said, I said, no, you can't sit up here. And I was videoing at the time. I was videoing yeah. my beer and I'm like, you can't sit up here. And all the people at the bar are like looking at me and they're going, hey, aren't, is, is he, are, are you going to sit with him? And I'm like, it's not no. Fine. Yeah. I'm like, and they're like, uh-oh, you're going to give me the like, you're kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it was kind of, they, they said, so is, is that your son? And I said, no, no, he's my co-host on my podcast. And I'm like, oh, and then they did what? And they go, well, don't you want to sit with him? I go, no, he doesn't talk. <laughs> this led to a lot of confusion in the, in the thing. So anyways, uh, let's go to the hot seat hotline brought to you by seat concepts. Do we have Greg on the phone? Greg. Hey, how are you guys doing? We are doing excellent. So you're going to give us a little bit of fill-in on your KTM 300 with the Get ECU and the TPI Fuel Injector Relocation Kit. Yes. 
So what was, what was the question? <laughs> well, you so, asked you asked the question of the traction control knob. My question is, so what what yes. prompted you? What prompted you just in the beginning? What prompted you to get that kit and put it on that bike? Uh, the more power or more usable power. Okay, which one? <laughs> more power or more usable power? More usable power. Okay. So I'm going to ask a question. Are you more than 220 pounds? No. Okay. Because because the biggest complaint I hear from about those bikes in general is that there's they don't the riders don't feel like they get the throttle response they want. Would uh, am I guessing? Am I going down the right track here? Yes. And so. What were you, what did you come off? What was your bike previous to this? Uh, a YZ 450F. Hey, does he get an um counter? I was thinking about that. Can I do it? No. <laughs> 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 just, just trying to point out we're not all perfect here. So a YZ 450F. So for sure, the four strokes today are so stinking responsive. Mm-hmm. And I can see where a two stroke, especially the KTM, the fuel injected one would feel a little lazy on the throttle. So you wanted more instantaneous and snappy power. Correct. Did you get that with that kit? I felt like it helped out. Okay. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you that I got to ride the new KTM 300 with the, we'll, we'll call it fuel injection relocation kit made by KTM. Mm-hmm. And because because now they're now they're putting them you know upstream and downstream in the butterfly valve, and it does make a big difference. That bike was literally don't ride one. Logan, are you playing with toys again? I'm trying to build a diagram of my crash. Oh, okay, are we going to talk about your crash? Yeah, we better hurry because we got four minutes. We got as much time as we want. It's my show. That's true. <laughs> so, anyways, I, Logan was getting bored there, so I had to keep his attention span there. The changing the position of the the fuel injectors for sure can have an effect on performance. And I think that KTM sort of stumbled upon that TPI as a, as a, it was the best way to make it work. And I don't think it's the best, we'll call it snappy or aggressive throttle response. And I don't even know that you can get as much as what most people would probably want. I like it for, for trail riding and stuff. And I just learned for me to turn the throttle a little bit farther and, you know, sort of use the clutch if I need that sort of throttle response. But. Okay. I, I, I've ridden. I just didn't know if the, go ahead. I've ridden a couple of clients bikes that have come to our school and then I watched. So we rode, (laughs) we rode with a girl that had that on her bike. This and and it was it was kind of funny because I she had a lot of stuff on the bike, and I get really concerned when I show up with, on pe- with to ride with people I don't know. We were kind of riding with friends of a friends, and I see this bike and it, it's got a lot of the stuff on it, if not all the stuff on it, and it just kind of concerns me because I go, uh oh, there's a lot of potential for problems there. When I see a, a, a well used stock bike, I'm like, okay, this thing's run forever. When I see one that's been modified, I'm I'm a little concerned. Cause even I can modify the crap out of something into something that becomes unreliable or difficult. So 
Did you notice that her bike, Logan, did you notice that her bike did a lot of wheel spinning? It did. Extra wheel spinning. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it was part of the thing because every time, and then what I was saying, every time I've ridden and it's been three, I've ridden three different bikes with that on it. It felt like a, I don't want to say a, a poorly jetted carburetor, a, a mediumly well jetted carburetor. Mediumly well? It wasn't, it was. Yeah. The problem, the, the problem with the TPI now is it's so crisp and so good and it's always like too lean in general, it, it, or it feels too lean. We're used to every time you crack the throttle, you get this little rich and then bang throttle response and, and, and acceleration. And it felt like the, the, the relocation kit sort of gave, yeah, gave enough of that back to where it wasn't, it it wasn't, it didn't increase uh, what I would call like throttle response. It gave it a little bit of bad carburation. So it went bull. Wow. If, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, it it definitely spins the tire more. Yeah. And, and that's uh, for, for the way I ride and the want, the way I want to ride a KTM 300, that's not what I really want. I wouldn't mind getting a little more throttle response. And, and even on my personal bike, I don't have, I don't even have the, um, the ECU, um, the interrupter, the, um, what do we call it? Well, actually, we got to reach out to that company, one of those companies that makes those things. Basically, the the Dobeck tuner, the the JD Jetting tuner, which I had on George's bike, which I was able to fiddle around when I started changing mufflers and everything. I found that I could get pretty good with that as far as kind of picking up or enhancing the throttle response more so than I don't know what that the the get ECU. And do you have the ability to adjust the maps via the, the Wi-Fi stuff. Yes. So there's probably a ton of potential there that you could play around with, you okay. know, the fact that you can, you know, rich, you know, make it richer and leaner. And the way to think about that in my world is when you're playing with fueling, when you add fuel, when you rich in it, think about it as getting more traction, like the more fuel up to a certain point, the, the more fuel you drop into it, the more traction you get, the less, the, if you take fuel away, it seems like the tire spins up easier. So if you're saying it spins up, okay. you might want to try adding fuel. And then I don't know on that one. I think you can play with the ignition as well. You, you can, which way would you go with the ignition? So ignition, think about it as throttle response. So think about when you, when you, when you advance the ignition, it would give you more throttle response. And when you retard the ignition, and I say that word affectionately, when you retard the ignition, you decrease the throttle response. So it's this it's this blend of those two things. I typically play with the fuel first. In other words, places where it seems like it spins up, I tend to richen it a little bit. And then places where it feels sluggish, I lean it. Then if, there's, if I want to make fine tuning, I go in and I'm very particular about the throttle position. And you can make these adjustments in throttle position, you know, because you, you can adjust it in the in the in the position. Use the advance at those points to to fine tune it, if you know what I mean. Okay. 
that's good to try. I'm going to try that. Yeah. And, and, and play with it. And, and, and if you, especially with the throttle position, take your, you know, take like a white paint pen and put a mark on the throttle housing and then a mark on the grip and put them in, you know, basically four positions, like 25% position. So you can kind of look and see, and you'll be surprised that your throttle position isn't exactly what you think it is sometimes. And that'll okay. help help you a little bit better when you're when you're saying, "Hey, I need to pick it up here. I need to deaden it a little bit here." And then, because the RPM people are pretty good with RPM, uh, if you if you have the ability to use a tack just to kind of see where four thousand and six thousand, and believe it or not, when you're riding those KTM three hundreds, you're riding at three and four and five thousand RPMs, not seven, eight, and nine, where everybody thinks they are. And so you just start, you know, you start thinking about everything in a little bit of a graph. How, how much would you advance the, or not advance, uh, add fuel? Would you go 5%, 10%, 15%? I don't think they give you, I don't know what the range is on the, on the get one. Um, I know on the Yamaha power tuner app, which is very, 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 very similar to the get app. I think they let you go maybe 6%. They go 6% richer and 2% or 3% leaner. So they're pretty careful about this because they don't want you to be able to, you know, mess the bike up. But Mm -hmm. I would do it if you're, if you're, if you're able to do it in a real controlled environment, what I would do is I would actually pick a, pick a zone and, and just take a whole zone and lean it out like minus three and then just ride it real quick and feel it and then take it and richen it up to like plus five and see if how much you notice it. And if you don't notice it that much, then maybe try leaning it out a little bit more and then riching it up and going back and forth and see how much you can feel and then see how much of a difference it makes. Cause kind of every bike, every different machine is a little bit different in how they, how they respond. But this is kind of like how, how I would learn and test stuff if I hadn't done it before. And a lot of times you know, you can, you can, you know, have a couple different, very different maps. And then if you have the map select switch, you can go from one to the other and then, you know, put, so put a lean map in, put a rich map in, you know, and try those two and then put a advanced ignition map in and then a, a retard ignition map in and switch between those two. And so you can kind of feel it and see what it does. So you get an idea and then it, then that'll help you understand the range. Okay. Thank you. So yeah, hopefully that helped you out. Uh, get back to us when you get it figured out. And if you, if you can take a picture of your, your modified map and where it's at and send it in. And then I can, you know, sometimes I can look at that and see where you're going with it. And I'll have a better idea of ask, you know, be able to ask questions back to come to some sort of a solution. So just remember. Yeah, absolutely. Fuel is traction. More traction, more fuel, less traction, less fuel. Ignition is throttle response. More advanced is more throttle response. And, and this is up to a point. And, and that's one thing when you're testing this stuff, maybe go overboard with fuel and feel well all of a sudden where more fuel makes the bike just dead sluggish or you get it to the point where it's so lean that it doesn't, it gets really good traction because the motor doesn't want to accelerate. And if you only do it in small bursts, you're not like riding the thing for a long time that way. It's not going to hurt anything in a short time. Okay. So, well, thank you for calling in well, on this Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. Thank you. And uh, we will uh, hope to hear back from you soon.
Will do. Okay, take care. Have a great day. Thank you, guys. Bye. Okay, with that, I think we're going to go into our commercial breaks. How was that tequila, Matt? Very good. I haven't even finished it yet. I've been savoring it. No, it's it's not. A, it's, you, this isn't like slug it down. This is sipping stuff. No, very nice. Yeah, good. So. Anyways, Logan, do you have anything else? Did you fix that um, mic thing? Whatever it oh, is. I was just passing time. You're going to get fired for that. Yeah. You're fired from the co-host position. Do you have anything else you want to tell anybody about our adventure ride? Dirty shirt. Oh, yeah. What about the dirty shirt? So... That's a free dirt bike test shirt. Yes. You got, so you're not respecting things you get for free. I was, I was okay. using it. Okay. And, um, to wipe the muffler off. The muffler was the problem. Oh, <laughs> kind of. Well, part of it. Oh, it, the bag, the big bag that carried all my clothes and all my, all my personal stuff, not tools. And it rolled off the back of the, so be, because, bike. because I rushed you to get ready in the morning. Yes. Hmm. Because I remember blame, Italy. blame, blame other people for all your problems. Yeah. Jimmy rushed me. So the bag rolled off the back of the bike, but was still attached to the bike. So it went under and into the wheel mm-hmm. and burnt, I guess, burnt or put a hole in the bottom of it. Yeah. With a, with a tire going at 30 miles an hour, rubbing on a, and this was part of the rub spot. Oh. Yeah. You and tore, tore and also the back. Oh. <laughs> yeah, stand up and turn around. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Logan had a little uh, snafu with the... <laughs> it's a good thing you weren't wearing that. <laughs> I was not. It, when it happened. Yeah, you burned a little hole in his bag. I forgot about it. We didn't mention that in the things that went wrong. But nope. your rock straps held tight. The bag just managed to find the weasel its way out. Yes. And uh, yeah, he burned a nice hole in the bag. We used his, uh, his, his towel to patch the hole and, and uh, did a re, what do we call it? Capture the bags. You have to make sure those straps capture the bags. And it it was too well. It was captured in one direction. Not, it was captured in this direction. Not side to side. All directions. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually had a bag fall off as well. Yes. You knew this. Mine, yeah. mine luckily jettisoned itself completely. Mine would just like slowly like a hot dog sliding out of the bun, you know, just like slowly work its way out. And then I had to find a new way of capturing my bag. But yeah, you didn't have the, this the stuff, you, stuff you learned. Yes, Bob. Did the boiling bag take out the muffler and the muffler bracket? Uh, there's, there's, there's some discussion about where. I want to see that video. Of you tagging the rock. Yeah. I didn't, I don't think, I don't I think, think it was, it hit. I think it was, it doesn't have scratches on it. The muffler. I think when I you pick the hit. bike up, it somehow got pinched or something. Quinn saw it and he said he really hit that muffler. By the way, $700 muffler, Logan. <laughs> oh, 700. You thought my wheels were expensive for what they do? Like $700 well, muffler. Isn't the muffler Logan, fine? It looks pretty fine to me. I'm not too worried about it. Is it, It's the hanger that's. The hanger's just broken. It's a little $2 piece. I didn't actually, I oh. ordered parts for your bike today. And I didn't look at what that cost. I actually should have ordered that damn piece. I was probably probably just weld it because, you know, come to think of it, my KTM 1090 breaks its its muffler bracket quite a bit as well. So, okay, with that, um, we're going to take a break. Uh, enjoy our commercials, uh, please. Support those that support this show because uh, the information we're giving you is worth what you're paying for it. So. Okay. 
Take it away. If you've ever seen any one of my bikes, they all have flex handlebars on them. What are those, Jimmy? Well, Fast Company, that's www.fastco.com, makes the flex handlebar, and it's essentially suspension built into your handlebars. They make bad forks good. They absorb impacts like you wouldn't believe, and they're really tough. And I've been running for over 20 years, and I don't think I've ever bent a set. And if I have, I forgot about it. It was a long time ago. So these are American-made products, and until you run them, you won't realize how good they are. The reason this works is the flex handlebar is stiff laterally through the steering path, but allows it to be forgiving from the load path without sacrificing control or input. This means it basically dampens the forces that you don't want, and it doesn't affect the forces you do want. So it steers properly and takes the pain out of your wrists. So if you're looking for good feel in your handlebars without suffering from catastrophic impacts or complaining that your forks are too harsh, the Flex handlebar is the solution. They make other products like the spoke torque wrench, impact pegs, really trick brake clevis and brake spring kits, and clicker adjusters. So if you're looking to get some of this stuff, check out www.fastco.com. That's spelled F-A-S-S-T-C-O.com. Remember, two S's in fast. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty. And we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested and ridden and raced and knows meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats. Again. Are we live again? No, we're live again. That's good that we're live. Welcome we're, back to the show. This is a Tech Talk Taco Tuesday brought to you by Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, and Bulletproof Designs. We have shut down the Seat Concepts hot seat hotline. That's only have. for the first hour of the show. That's because I want to make sure that I can make sounds like this. Yeah. Yep. Oh boy. Oh boy. Here we oh, go. I got I'm the back voice in my track. producer chair. And 
What's the segment called that we're going to do, Cooper? Um, Roosterendo. Roosterendo. We have a new logo. Can you check out the logo? Can you just zoom that logo, make it big oh, yeah, for I a second? It, I can make it big. Yeah, because it's Woo. better than my face. Look at this. This is Roosterendo brought to you by Taco Moto. So if you're watching this show, it's on a video, you see this. But if you're listening, we just put our new logo designed by Jerry. Yep. Jerry over you, Jerry. at... Fuck you, racing. He's a master of logos. If you need a simple design, if you need a complex design, you just give Jerry an idea and let him run with it. He came up with this one. We actually have another one, uh, but this one we're going to get to Taco Mike so he can probably make some stickers out of it or something. He'll probably start dropping Rooster Endo stickers and all of his clients' thing, especially probably. if they use the certificate that they won on this show for $100. So the way this works is you send in a picture of your bike, that's important. We like quality pictures, not mm -hmm. just ones that look like you shot on your phone when you had to kick the, the the cat out of the way and move the kitty litter box and then take the cat food sitting on the seat of your motorcycle off the seat of your motorcycle and then shoot a picture of your bike. We like to see them in their environment, nice places, quality photos. And make sure you say what kind of bike it is. Right. Because I got a, somebody sent me one today and he just said, a, he sent a picture of his bike and then I know this is how he's trying to get to me. He sent a picture of two babes in red, white, and blue bikini bottoms. <laughs> like that was going to do it for me. And I'm he's like, really trying to win. Uh, it's to be determined later. Uh, and it was like, okay, what make Mike? I can't even concentrate on the damn bike. And he didn't even put the make model year, or any of that stuff or his modifications. Just, it was just two babes in red, white, and blue bikini bottoms. The mods were the girls. Right. So, yeah. So we're going to get into this. You send your photo. We talk about your bike. We do a psychological profile of you based on the, the, all the information. Who are we starting with? Steven. Steven. I don't even want to try to pronounce that last name. Uh, Looks like shit to it. me. <laughs> Shift? Shift? Shift. Shift. Oh. I, I was reading from a long distance. Sorry, Stephen. Um, Stephen Shift. He is saying, big fan, here is my desert long distance bike. I will try to list all that I have added and done to this bike. It is a 2017 Husky 501 FE with a little over 5,000 miles. Nitro Mooses front and back, X30s, Baja Designs XL headlight, moto-minded mount. Okay, hold on. We have to we have to go into something. Is, is Heather still... Uh, in the chat this is my wife heather um heather she's a she's a quite the photographer and i know she was on here she probably got bored with the commercials and probably. started started watching more photography shows there is one serious fatal flaw with this photo is from a photo photography perspective the shadow um it's the lighting Really? It's it's backlit. It's backlit, and he didn't expose for the side of his bike. So I'm looking at a very dark bike, and a and a nice area. I want to ride that because that, that dirt, looks fun. As long as it's not frozen, as long as the ground is not frozen, that would be really fun riding because there's a little bit of moisture in there. I'm going with the well, look at his back tire. I'm kind of going with the east eastern middle Utah is where I'm guessing. That's what it looks like to me. It looks pretty nice. But okay, keep going with the bike. Um, Cycra Handguards ARC 
melon, melon, front brake, lever, enduro, engineer, and rear brake thingy. Scott sub mount with Scott. I like stick, that he has a thingy on his bike. Dampener. Yeah, that's what he said too. Samco coolant lines, DDC sprockets, fastaway pegs, Vortex, ECU, 3.1 gallon, a Cherry Beast tank, TM design skid plate, TM chain guards, chain guides, TM shark fin, helmet light wiring, removed a bunch of stuff that get in the way, turn signals, removed the EPA stuff, some light suspension work done, oil and different springs. I am probably missing a couple of things. I only had stuff I need currently in the service bay. So, so the good thing about this bike is I, I, that list is a solid list of stuff that he needs for his riding for all of his, all of his, he's watching too things. Oh, he's good. That's uh Oh, it is nice. He's 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 going. He's already he's lobbying. Yep, lobbying to get. That's I tell you what. If you're in the chat, it bodes well for you. It does bode well for you. You know how people have a hard time saying things to your face. Yeah, it's like how much harder is it for me to roost this bike now that I know that he's watching me? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Roost or endo? Like, roost. Yeah, this is a total roost. He the, says the, the, the picture holds it back though. The, oh, the photography skills are horrible. We didn't. We, this isn't called. This isn't called. Make a nice photo of your motorcycle, and then we'll comment on your photography skills. That's why I wanted to call my wife in to to see if she was going to. It's a lot pick better up on than this. others, though. Oh man, it's 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 a nice location. Yeah, but th- throw a little fill flash in there, bro. That'll help you out a bunch. Roost. Maybe it's, paint with light. <laughs> paint with light. I don't know if it would work on that situation, but no, that, flat- that's too high on the roost board. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, there we go. There we go. If it had a bigger tank, it would roost a little bit more. Yeah, but not like not like above everything else except the Hooserberg roost. Straight off, he he went with long distance bike, and it it needs a bigger tank to go longer distances. When you say long distance, yeah, like our KTM three nineties, it had a four point two gallon tanks, and it was really interesting to watch Logan panic when the when the fuel light started flashing and coming on. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, because I've ridden those a lot, I know full well we had over 100 miles of fuel range. Yeah. And his his wrist, which is pretty smart, just went, Mur. he just slowed her right down. And he just worried about using too much fuel. Also, my, my gloves would slip. Oh, his gloves would slip. All right. Yeah. Couldn't hang on to the throttle hard enough. Actually, you know what else happened to Logan? The wind blew him around and he got scared. Don't blame him. In the tent or on the bike? Both. Oh. Okay, next bike. It's from Robert Nantisha. How did I knew? How did I? Did, was he in before? Did he he submitted two he, bikes, and this was the second bike. The he second submitted. bike because he had he, the he had the Husky six hundred one. Mm-hmm. The the he submitted the these replica. a while. Yeah, he submitted them a while ago, and I forgot about the second bike. Okay, no worries. We'll let it run. I actually so, wanted. I, I know he has a lot of cool vintage bikes, older stuff. He's a, he's a Husky guy, by the way. Like whether it's Swedish or Italian, I think mostly Italian and Austrian. But go ahead. What do we got here? We got it's a GP motorcycles, National City motorcycles, P three pipe de- deflector, Michelin enduro mediums with Michelin bib mousses, balance wheels, seat concepts, zip tie shark fin, FMF gnarly, two point one TI muffler. AXP skid plate, ARC melon levers, CF fork covers, swing arm covers, OEM open hand guards, Discover Enduro fork foot guard, suspension 101, high low speed comp adjustable. Whoa, 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 whoa. Fork foot guards. Yeah, Enduro fork foot guards. Enduro engineering? 
Discover Enduro. Discover Enduro. Yep. So that's like that's that's those parts that we were talking about that protect your fork lowers, I believe. Or are they the whole, or is it the whole? Are they are those those wrap around? The wrap around fork guard so the rocks don't fly up and hit the the thing. Is it is the photo up in the chat there, Matt? Your photo has seemed Matt's, to have disappeared. I'm Matt to lost the photo. Ooh. Whoa! I thought I had I thought I had it, but I can't find it in my folders here. <laughs> yeah, come on, Matt. I thought you were on top of this. Like uh, Cooper was doing a pretty. Oh, there good- it is. There it is. Okay, I didn't rename it. That's what happened. Yeah. Was <laughs> actually doing go. pretty good though. I th- I thought you did okay. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. This is good as you could. There's always, been for there's your always room for improvement. And now we have the picture yeah. of the bike. So it, the it fork. Was, so yeah. run run me that fork thing again. Discover enduro fork foot guards. Fork foot guards. I think those are the ones that wrap oh. around the bottom of the fork. But yeah, does he have the more wrap around? Because I have those on one of my bikes where it's a it's the fork shield that bolts onto the lowers to protect the the slider and it keeps the rocks from flying off of the tire and putting a ding in the fork leg and anyways i thought that's might have might have been what it was but i don't see i don't i don't see it on there because he also talks about he also talks about swing arm protectors but i think he has them on there just a sticker on it so we can't see oh it might be because it's a little black on it on the swing arm yeah yeah he has a Pretty good scratches in that pipe protector. Okay, keep going down the list. Uh, suspension 101, high, low speed comp adjustable base valves, flow foot pegs, Cooper ECU, mm-hmm. V-Force 4, zip tie brake reservoir, extender, various blue blue alloy brit bits, fast away. Alloy. Okay. Alloy there. Alloy there. Yeah, Cooper <laughs> made up a new word tonight. Here we go. Put that on the list. Oh, alloy. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, mate. <laughs> okay. Hey, to be oh, yeah, fair, it's kind of like the one where it's like he ran out of space. So okay. Okay. I, yeah. I, you know what? I got I got to side with him on this. It was it was across the margin on the yeah on the page. So there there may be something. What were you gonna say besides Aloy? Uh, yeah, probably just Aloy. I don't know. Okay. How do you say? It? So if you have a a, a billet thing, yeah. You have a nice piece of billet alloy aluminum. That's not helping me. <laughs> That's good. We don't want to help you here. We're just going to make fun. It's got uh, Fastaway rear brake spring, XC gear. Fastway or Fast Company? Fastway. Fastway. Okay. Yep. XC gear Mako bar mount. Right. Oh, Facu. Did I say that right? You said it safely. Okay. Because you probably would want to say something different to me, but that's the way. <laughs> Stickers th- and grip donuts. Uh-huh. 100% run ripper. And genius race bike. Robert Facu Racing San Diego Crew and TMD Slide and Glide Full Kit. Bulletproof Designs Chain Guide Support. Throttle Positioning Guide. All items put to good use. So, Robert. Oh, he's so, in the chat, too. I know. He's in there. I'm just going to disqualify you from winning tonight because did he win last time? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I can't. He might remember. have with his other one. Yeah, his other bike was good. This is actually, here's the, here's the interesting thing about this bike, and this you're going to learn a little bit about me by me saying this. 
almost everything he uses on this bike is kind of different than what I would use. Like, like a lot of his, his products of choice are kind of different than the companies or the products that I would use. Like the brands or. Yes. Yeah, somewhat, somewhat the brands are sometimes just kind of the things, you know, certain things, there's some stuff that's the same, but some stuff that's different. And this is where this, this whole aftermarket modification customization comes into play. Do you say he had a seat cover on there? Uh, no, he's saying he's, he's, yes, he won last he won, time with yeah. his other bike. Oh, he won. Yeah, okay. With his other bike. Yeah, we're, 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 de- we're DQing him then straight away. Yeah. But doesn't mean this bike doesn't roost Rando. This is still up for debate. The fact that he's in the chat room gives him a 30% more roost factor. But <laughs> the fact that I'm willing to take the heat on, since it, it he's he's not on my team with the sponsors, he could mm-hmm. go to the endo department real quick. Yeah, that's, but hear any. What kind of seat is on this thing? I can see the little is logo. It a, is it a C concept seat? C concepts. He just put it in the chat. See? Oh, okay. So he's that, got one. That just went. Just this bike just went. Oh yeah, right he here. did. He said it too. Oh, I missed it. It's went just roosted right up into the roost zone because that's a sweet seat. But anyways, this is where I. So a lot of these bulletproof designs chain guard. I saw that too. It's good. He's got some stuff, but some of this, like just overall, there's some things that are a little bit different than what I normally use. And most people, they get all defensive or whatever. It's like, this makes me want to ride his bike to see what his setup is. Mm-hmm. I just want to try. I just want to try it. You know, right. like, hey, like I do this with my bikes all the time. I let people, hey, take take a ride in this. Tell me what you think. Because I'm trying to get some feedback and just see where, where they're at. But this is a, it's a pretty nice, pretty nice chariot. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. I like KTM's better. Yeah. <laughs> no, roost. Roost it. Roost it. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's too high. Yeah. It's a medium roost. Give it back to me and get get working on the next one. <laughs> All right. This next one's Charlie McLanum. McLoom. McLoom. Oh, oh Where's the photo? I need to look at this. Okay, he's got a nice a, and and Robert. I don't want pictures of your bike in your backyard unless there's girls with bikinis in there. Okay, so Charlie McCollum. Yep, Charlie. Charlie McCollum. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. It's a 2021 500 EXCF with all Takamoto mods. Seat concept seat. Get ECU great. straight away. I I can look at this photo based on the angle he shot this. Yep, he's a tailpipe man. He's a tailpipe man. And and most tailpipe men I'm a little scared of. You know, I just like kind of step back. But he's got the quiet insert in there. Oh, does he? Yeah, I can see it. It's a Graves muffler. It graves. Okay, graves. Graves? Yeah. yeah. It's just like. Don't add that. Just don't, like, uh, don't add that to yeah. the list? Yeah. Alloy. Alloy? Alloy, mate. Washugula. <laughs> hey, we got the segment. It's called Say It With Cooper. Oh, God. It's going to be the best one ever. We're going to have people in the chat like type in words and you have to say them. They have to be motorcycle related words. Don't do it yet. Start thinking of your words that <laughs> the fact that you've got alloy a little bit off makes this segment seem what? like it's going to be so much better. What mm-hmm. was it? Alloy. Alloy. Oh, isn't that like something like this is like the alloy oil? 
like, like aloe oil? Yeah. So you put on like after sunburns, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> no, keep going. Just get the shovel. Here, here, you're using a normal shovel. Let me get you a snow shovel. No, he's using, no, he's using an excavator. That, that's, this that's aloe. Aloe vera? That's like the same aloe thing vera? You said. Aloe vera. What? No, alloy. Aloe. Aloe. Alloy. Hey, are there any are there any are there any alloy parts on this bike? <laughs> Billet alloy. I don't see any. <laughs> oh no. All right, I back am, to the bike. IMS three gallon tank, moto minded, headlight and dash, golden tires, fatty, Scott rear discard. Fatty? Scott rear discard? Yes. It's they he called it a fatty? No, it's two different things. He's got tires, I think. GT three. Oh, oh, you didn't put the comma in the right spot. GT three three fatty. Okay, then a Scotts. I was yeah. going because I know I know the Scotts discards. Those are what I've ran on my bikes like since nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. I've been running those things on on my bikes. And they are a little bit bigger and beefier. And let me tell you, I have those things that look like somebody just took a grinding wheel to them. But it wasn't a grinding wheel, just yeah. endless rocks. Unlike the front disc guards. But, okay, so, I and I say, I, it's interesting they call it a fatty one. I didn't know they called it. But it's a little bit burlier than some of the others. Like, Robert had the zip tie one, which is a little bit more light and narrow, agile. The rear disc guard? Rear disc guard, yeah. No, it's not called the fatty. The tires, I think golden tires are the fatty. Right. Okay. Right, but you you said golden tire, and then you just glazed over the big long technical thing, which I understand. Yeah, and then you said fatty Scots discard <laughs> made of aluminum alloy. <laughs> All right, it's got a molecule skid plate, mm -hmm. P three pipe guard, BRP slash Scott submount, Takamoto titty tail. Ta tail. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say, Rod? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Taco Moto Titty Tail. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> say it with Cooper. And fork wrap LED blinkers. <laughs> God. Uh, it's okay. Enduro plate, license plate holder, resprung for my weight, bulletproof designs, radiator guards, and swing arm, tab saver, BRP chain guide, reflex racing hand guards, double take trail mirror, giant loop of all the bags, etc. Absolutely love this bike. Avid listener to the podcast. Keep up the great work. The ass kissing isn't going to get you very far here, but the titty tail will. <laughs> what is it? This thing roosts. It, yep, yep. Anything that has a titty tail, it's got to be good. <laughs> see, see why we replaced you, Logan? Like, I replaced myself. Yeah, not, not talking. Not talking is one thing, but creating new word verbiage. Is pronunciation better? Oh, awesome! That's this is that thing looks dope. This guy got the lighting right. He he got the photo. He backlit. He's got Todd a little, Kelly. Yeah, Todd. Wow, good job, Todd. Is this his bike? That uh, well, he, it, his camera actually exposed for the backlit photo. So this is Todd's bike. That oh, this one. Oh, that's a good one. That thing looks dope. So he was talking about. 
okay, so he was asking questions about his new four stroke, mm-hmm. and he was comparing the sound of the starter to this one. I think mm-hmm. he's in the chat. Also, was the last guy in the chat the guy with the titty tail? Uh, um, <laughs> what was his name? Charlie. Charlie. I didn't see his I didn't name. See, no, I didn't, didn't, see didn't pop, pop up. up. Okay. Mm-hmm. The last two were though. This is a, a 19 KTM 300 XCW's six days. It's got stock exhaust. Okay. I'm just going to tell everybody that's listening to this thing, by the way, like the last one, we, it would, like I said, the guy was a tail man. I pulled that right away. I didn't know he was a titty tail man. That's a whole <laughs> nother level. I should have known this when I looked at it, but I overlooked it. But we're looking at something here. That discard is shining. Yeah. It's a bright Ooh. orange. And I can tell it's a Bulletproof Designs discard. Yeah, yeah. Front disc rotor guard matched up against a – he's got the bright orange discard matched, matched up against blue hubs, anodized Blue, they're they're alloy too, by the way. The hubs, which is a <laughs> pretty pretty good. So if you if you don't get to watch this show, then you're wondering like why we list all the you know we list all the things off it, so you can visually you know think about th- these things or you hear it if you're listening to it in a podcast and you see all these things that people do to their bike. But if you ever get the chance to watch, if you're listening to the podcast, you get a chance to like kind of scroll through. We actually should on the website. We should have a post of, you know, the Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. The bikes that won. The bikes that were in there mm-hmm. so that people can come and take a look at them. Because you might hear about them and like, what were they talking about? Yeah, we could like schedule out the posts and stuff. Yeah, so yeah like just, or just put them, you know, when it, yeah. when you, it, every, you know, on, on Monday we say, hey, these are the bikes we talked about on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the Rooster Endo segments. It'll just be like a, a segment on the on the thing. It's just more work for you. It's a great idea that I had and it's more work for you. Or you can get one of these. Lemming kids. We, I mean, we need to get. Well, honestly, I kind of indentured. When yeah. get one of these indentured servants. Well, we already got one who who did send me a resume. Oh, yeah, John Sermon. Yeah, John, send me a resume. I was we impressed. Have, we have a job for you. Yeah, he's got to post up the bike and the list, put it on the website, and then and then so because I wouldn't want to have to listen to this show and then have to go watch this show to see the photo. Mm-hmm. That'd be horrible. Like like watching the show. Right. <laughs> I, guess so. I, I don't know. I, I think this show is pretty good when, yeah, it's when pretty... we got the uh, titty tails, titty tails coming out left and right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. He's good. Yeah. Didn't even know it. So, so we're talking about these bikes you, and this will be, this will be a good way for you to be able to go and see the pictures, you know, see what those bikes are when we talk about it. Cause some of them are actually pretty cool. Yeah. And it's not that prevalent in the motorcycle industry. Although I did check that girl's bike out at, on the ride we went on. You know, most guys would be like checking the girl out. Yeah. I checked her bike out. Really? Yeah. I, 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 I checked her bike out and I kind of, I do a gear check. But if you've ever been on a mountain bike ride or a road bike ride, like you, you pull up on a, on a new, new group or whatever. Like they don't even, it's kind of like me when I roll up, I don't acknowledge you. I just look at your bike, you know, you do a cold gear check and you yeah. figure out what's on that bike. That's what we're doing here. Sort of. You've and seen it, this bike in person. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Todd Kelly Stone's at our class. Well, that's how much I remember people. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> no, I don't. I like, you know how you have a problem with the, 
seeing words and then pronounce them correctly. <laughs> yeah. I have a problem with like meeting people and never even know that I ever met them in the whole real world. Really? It just, yeah, it, it takes a long time. It's, it's weird. I'll remember his bike. Like those lights are cool, but not. I now that we've talked about it, I might remember this bike. This bike was not in our class. Was this at our class? He says it is. I don't yeah, remember I though. Remember oh, you do. Yeah. Then he must have been a really good student. <laughs> he didn't have to ride on no, the back he, of it? He, it? It was parked here for one of the days. Oh, but he didn't take the class. No, he, he, he did. He I took... Thought. Well, if... I would think that I would remember this bike if it was in our class. He other than in the class. If he was in, if he was in a class. Okay, it says, it says right there on the screen. It says, this bike was at your class, so yeah. you've seen it in person. Yep. Right. Were you... Was he in our class? I, I don't he, know, but it was so garish, I couldn't forget it. Garish? Yes. Yeah, that's an interesting word. It's, I don't even bigger. know what it is. That, that's the orange front disc guard with the blue hub. With garish, the, yeah. yeah. I, just the, with all the lights. A West Hollywood explosion of color. Type West thing. Hollywood explosion of color. That's yeah. that's way out of most of our uh, comprehension, but he means rainbow. He means a rainbow of color. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bright. But if, if somebody's in our class, I usually... If they're a good student, I kind of, I don't recognize them as much as what we call our special needs students, which just, they, they require more attention. They, they, they have things where we know we can go and help them. But if you're actually out doing the drills and everything, uh, Robert and Natista called it a Las Vegas light show. So good on yeah. you and your California But the mistake he's making words. is, put it back if, up. He's, if he's riding somewhere he shouldn't be, uh -huh. like it's easy to remember. Oh, well, I we don't like ride it. any place. So this guy, this guy's not a tail view man. This guy's a front view guy. He likes the rack up front. And when you look at, we haven't got to the headlights yet, but oh. those headlights are glowing, uh, by the way, not, not as much as the color. So was he in the class? Todd, were you in this class? That was the I question. I don't think I was there. I don't remember him. You remember him, Logan? I remember the bike. For sure. Yeah. Bob remembers the bike. Maybe he should comment like Bob came. Bob remembers. Bob he had that and his Christini here. Oh. Both tricked out. Okay. Oh, and oh, so he rode the Christini like during the class. I guess. This and might have had, been a class I wasn't he there had, for. He had a lot of stuff on his Christini. Right. It was just like that bike. It was, it was, but it was a Christini. All the same colors, Bob? Right. No, different colors. No, it was just, it was just all the. Maybe that's why I was confused. I got, don't touch that stuff, Logan. That's illegal. I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> that's, that's complete. You didn't do it on purpose. Oh boy. Okay. So back to the, back to the reading off the list. That's do we get sidetracked? Yeah, Just we a did. Little bit. All right. So he's got a stock exhaust, stock carbon pipe guard, EE spark arrestor, end cap, RK tech, high comp uh, head, JD power surge, six time fuel tuner, V4 reads, throttle body, idle screw mod, seat concept seat, a cherry beast 3.1 gallon tank, EE aluminum skid plate, KTM fan kit, bulletproof defines designs, Rad guards, front rear rotor guards, Jimmy Lewis's favorite Eco's Auto Endo, custom <laughs> LED light up setup, Zeta, yep, full oh, Zeta, yeah. full wrap hand guards with built-in turn signals, Tusk Street legal lighting kit, Recluse, the stronger Belvile clutch spring, Belvile. <laughs> 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 it's okay. That, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's. I thought I got it into Bob's reaction. Bellevue. <laughs> oh. Belleville. Belleville. 
Clutch Bellevue. springs, increased spring rate to match my weight. Dow Sago XP1 kit for the Explorer 48 fork that adds a mid valve and replaces the base valve. APE Racing Flex bars, ODI lock on grips, Trailtech Voyager Pro best dual sport 90 degree tank. Elbow. Oh, that oh. means that means that that bike has that guy gave it 16 more horsepower. Billet fuel filter, billet external quick disconnect fuel filter, quantum fuel tank, fuel pump, and a bunch of bling as well as the protect protection parts. Happy Fourth! Yeah, Fourth of July. That was that. That was a, so. Now I understand why I can't remember that bike. Now that we talk about the Christini and I just knew that when I saw those bikes, it's like this guy likes to mod his bikes and put stuff on things. You know what? I can't wait. Uh, so Todd, he says they rode both bikes in the class. He must've done well in the class. Cause I don't remember talking to him all that much. I don't remember. Cause actually I wonder if I would have like, you know, when you're, it's probably never happened. Do you ever go to the, like the lake or the river in the summer? Yeah. And there's some girls with like, they're, they're have, they're, you know, you can't have a hard time concentrating. Yeah. On Maybe I was just, con I was just enamored with his bike and I didn't pay attention to him. Just, okay. And I was yeah. just confused the whole time. So <laughs> those, yeah, that he likes modifying his bikes that a lot. I mean, it's, it's a pastime. And, I like and his he, hand guards. And he takes pride. He takes pride in it, and he wants to put all that stuff in there on those bikes. You need to do before and after picture, Todd, with your KTM 500 that you bought used, because I want to see what this turns into. This is this is. A, yeah, I'm more I'm more curious about the person, like like why they modify it, how they modify it, and he has a propensity to, to like where I want to leave things as stock as possible and modify as needed for my quirks yeah like what i have these things i want to do this and that and like a new seat oh seat concept yeah we'll get that in a minute but yeah pretty good uh so todd that bike definitely it roosts again are we on a 100 percent roost ratio tonight uh yes but there's one that is gonna this rival is a, three i like it i don't know what you guys are talking no about. i already see the picture right here so <laughs> go for it it's a 1972 Sears Roebuck Mini Scrambler. Hey, that was good. Hey, that was good sounding out of the words. Really? All the words were proper. It's from Hayward Jablom. <laughs> Hayward Jablom with an apostrophe at the end. Oh, the guy's name. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Jablom, yeah. Oh, good. God, I had to read this. This thing, it's... That's the Sears version. What's the what was the taco? The, what was the what was the taco? Um, Those springs look like trampoline springs, dude. That thing's rad. <laughs> uh, Logan would say sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. I think it's cool. So you know those bikes you buy at Tractor Supply. Evidently in Pahrump, you rip it off from Tractor Supply and then you use it to steal other people's shit while you're riding around town and the cops catch you. But you were on the surveillance camera stealing it. At You did not steal a bike from Tractor Supply, did you? No, they arrested that saying, dude. This is like... 
No. So in Pahrump, you steal the bike from tractor supply and then you go do robberies around here. And so you, they got you on video stealing the bike, cutting the fence and stealing it out of tractor supply. And then they got you on video pulling up to people's doors on your stolen, newly stolen bike and stealing shit from their house and rolling around. So in Pahrump, uh, so what I was getting at is now they have these bikes you can get at tractor supply. Little Coleman's, right? Yeah. Those Coleman things. Yeah. Those. And, uh, that's the modern day version of this. The good thing about those is hopefully it doesn't get robbers into racing motorcycles. It gets kids into riding dirt bikes. I agree. Yeah. And you can go out and do something because back in 1972, is this a really 1972? That's what it says. Yep. Yeah. Sears. You, you, could, you could get this thing and you had it all of a sudden you had a, a mini bike and you got the experience of riding dirt bikes, which is super cool. And out having fun and whether you took some time off to have some kids or go to school or whatever, at some point you wanted to get back into dirt bikes. Even if your shock absorbers were not connected to your seat and your frame <laughs> wasn't just a couple of oval tubes welded together connected to the axle on the front and the headset on the There's no way he can the jump this thing. Oh, Dude, I bet you, I bet you, if they had cameras back then, yeah, which they didn't, they had to actually scribe it into stones. You don't know this, but back then, you <laughs> you you didn't pull out your phone and take a picture with it. You had to have an artist like that would tournament? that would have a no. He'd have a chisel and a thing, and he'd watch you do it, and then he'd chisel it into the stone, yeah. and then it would be preserved in history. It's kind of like cave paintings. No way. That was the that was in 1973. They started the cave painting craze. No, no, really, I'm not believing going. this. Yeah, Bob's raising his hand frantically. If it's stock, it's worth a lot of money. Modified, it's worth big bucks. It's yeah, got a lot of. Okay, so he's it's got, got a, a long list. Oh god! And I still Very got half a list. drink, so go ahead. It's a 3.0 horsepower. Oh, good! This is going to be good work. Shoot. It's the one that starts with the T. Let's T. go around the worm. <laughs> the room. The room. <laughs> who T. knows? Who knows? The producer of a. Lawnmower motor that starts with a T. Oh, I do. I do. Tractor. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's the name of a famous Indian chief. It's probably you're probably not allowed to That's call it. We help. have to re, we have to rename it now. Yeah, it's probably it's probably canceled. They they renamed Squaw Valley Resort. They by did. the way, yeah, ski resort. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, you know. And they did up in Montana. Okay, Squaw so Creek. so go for it. You give you, you, we're not gonna we're not gonna judge based on your. Uh, like in India. Uh, Tecumseh. Oh, oh, that was it. Really? Tecumseh. Yeah. Tecumseh. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think it was the accident. Yeah. It's four stroke. Naturally. What was that word? A spirited? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were doing so well. No, it's okay. Naturally a spirited motor because it is Indian. Oh. So it's a spirited. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Float it's, it's, carb. It's, because the 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 Native Americans were very spiritual, so it's yeah. actually a spirited motor. It's good float and carb. They were trying to in in naming that motor. I'm pretty sure that they were trying to, you know, that it, they they you would if you were building a motor, you would want to show that motor is strong and powerful and spirited. Yeah, and all these things, right? Mm -hmm. So it's naturally a spirited. All right. Air filter deletes. Better than the, those other ones. It's got 1.45 quarter desert tank. Kill switch delete. I just pulled the unsolicited 
plug wire off to shut it off to shut it down sprung from my weight by no damp and suspension okay hold on so when you guys were working on that moped that you guys were playing around with yeah did it not shut off anytime did anybody try to pull the spark plug off to shut it off Uh -uh. because he's talking about how he kills it he pulls the spark plug wire oh like the coil off just the the spark plug cap off you know you're riding along and like okay i need to shut it down i you because these Cause I motors guess you can't stall that, huh? So in the old days, these motors would have a little metal tab that was like a spring-loaded metal tab, yeah. and you would tap it, and it would ground the spark plug out, so it wouldn't spark anymore. It would just so he's off. he's gone away from that, and he's just pulling the spark plug cap off. If you don't do this in a very quick, sudden motion, yeah, you receive all that electrical shock. <laughs> <laughs> to you because you're usually grounded to the motorcycle yeah. and it grounds out through you which isn't a pleasant experience i used to have a yamaha jt60 motor in a go-kart that we had to do this with and i got a lot of volts <laughs> shoved through my body my wrists still remember this feeling as we talk about it <laughs> yeah so all right um it's sprung for his weight he's got <laughs> alloy wheels Rear brake delete, intake manifold matched and polished, intake and exhaust ports ported and polished, valves lapped to decrease valve clearance for higher lift, head m- mild to 001 for higher. Milled. We'll go with milled. Head milled. Four, point, four, four to one compression, flywheel key <laughs> offset. To advance timing. Oh, so so the flywheel key offset is probably just improper installation. Let me just code word this because I, I know we're getting into some code words. There's a lot of numbers too. Zero point zero two one degrees. Um, one piston compression ring removed along with the, co- the oil rings. This mod was way ahead of its time. Ten millimeter <laughs> foot peg extensions. Oh, Changchin. Ching Shin, but he's spelled wrong. Ching Shin, Ching Shang. Turf saver tires, four psi, front fifteen, rear or the sprocket runs on the ground, turning left. Custom <laughs> Nagahide. Nagahide. Seat cover. <laughs> Why are there so many hard words in this? That's okay. Centrifugal clutch, deglazed by standing and spring ends. Bent to loosen tension for faster engagement. New mill spec 550 cord pull start. If okay, so if you're if you're like a gearhead or a motorcycle guy, yeah, and I'm sitting here listening to the stuff that he's saying in this, and it, it all rings a bell. I have done all of these things he's talking about in yeah. some way. He's making fun. Hey, hey, Haywood is Haywood. is making a certain amount of fun of stuff that back in the day was how you modified Modded. fixed <laughs> tuned up i mean I, I think he's making a joke by pulling the piston ring out but like you'd have these little stock class racing you know there would be a limited class and there was no rule that said you couldn't take a piston ring out because it would make the motor rev higher yeah and so people would do this and then it was like all of a sudden your bike in the stock class is a little bit faster than the other guy's bike and you know, for whatever reason, it was, you know, was able to do it. You know, you, you look at these kids racing go-karts and, and 
you know, lawnmowers, which is a lawnmower, <laughs> go-karts with lawnmower engines in it. This is what's going on here, but it's it's pretty funny that that's what this guy is is doing. I I wonder if this thing is all original and if it's probably worth some bucks. Yeah. I bet you it is. Yeah. It's got a six front, 85 rear sprocket from Tractor Supply. Three in one <laughs> oil used for low viscosity. That's good. Yeah. Gambler ready. P.S. I don't need anything. Gambler from- ready. Okay. So here's the, that he just, you know, you know, that car that I have sitting out there with the quad wheels on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's gambler stuff. So gambler is an event that they go out and they drive around old junky things. It's called the gambler 500. You're supposed to spend $500 a car, go out in a rally, ride a rally with these cars, pick up trash. Okay. Yeah. Have a good time out in the, out in the great outdoors. And they started the gambler mini bike thing. And so they raced those Coleman bikes. I was just talking about, they okay. actually have classes for those. And this thing is a gambler ready, uh, bike for sure. It looks like it's uh pretty, does it look like his pull starter is still there? I can't Should tell. Yeah, it's a pull starter, see, but it looks I like it's see broken the handle, off. Though. I wonder if he's direct drive. I'll bet you he's direct drive, no clutch. Oh, no, he talked about the centrifugal, centrifugal clutch. clutch so yeah, so his handle doesn't cool. look like it's there. But what a cool little chariot. What well, he says, P.S. I don't need anything from Takamoto if I win. Can I just get a George sticker? Oh, <laughs> he's got a, George has got a fan. Yeah, you can absolutely, absolutely get a George sticker. You're absolutely going to get a Dirt Bike Test t-shirt. You just need to send us in your information uh, so we can get that in an envelope and send it to you. But yeah, what a hey. cool cool little bike. No, this thing totally, this thing totally roos. This thing is like one step down from Husaberg. Yeah. In a whole different way. I'm trying to see if you said it right, though. Did you say it right? Husaberg. You're not, hey, you're not messing with me? <laughs> Guys, hold on. I'm looking at this name again. You should say it one more time, but slowly. His name? Yeah. Take a look at his name and read it slowly. Heywood Jablom. Heywood Jablom. Heywood Jablomi. Yeah, you got to read it out loud. (laughs) That's that's Jablom. (laughs) This show gets better every time. Uh, That's that's pretty good. I I I love I love the people that are submitting stuff. I really enjoy that people are enjoying what we're doing here. Um, Having a great time doing this. Yeah, I got my voice matron here or my sound machine. The yeah, we need to we need to upgrade the that sound. thing. That thing goes pretty far up there on the roost. <laughs> they, they actually no no no, I, but not too close. Okay, you can't touch the Husaberg. <laughs> so it's it's so far it's off the scale of the camera. So we have to pull this whole thing back in here to bring like the Husaberg. Right. We don't even put it on camera because the camera might break. See, it's still going off the side of the screen. And since everything roosted tonight, we don't even have an end of department. Hoosberg's almost coming onto the screen. <laughs> there we go. Give it, give it to the Cooper cam. You might get the Hoosberg in there. Is it too tight? Probably not. Oh well. Okay. Hey, uh, support the companies that support us: Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC. DDC is our first sponsor. 
They make awesome, awesome chain wheels and sprockets. I wish they made them for the KTM 390 because uh, actually what we need is chains. Yeah. The KTM 390 has a chain wear issue that uh, it it doesn't have enough power to stretch the chain, but you can over tighten it and stretch the chain. And then if you're Logan, you can knock the chain off the sprocket and then stretch the chain on only one half of the side of the chain and have a whole, whole new problem. Oh, it's going to be on the video. It's going to be awesome. Nice. Trail tech. We use Voyager GPSs with buddy tracking. So every time that Logan tried to get lost, I activated my buddy beacon mm -hmm. and he would get a notification on his screen that something was wrong and he would stop and he'd go, oh, look, Jimmy's behind me and I didn't see him. Yeah. <laughs> Fast company. Seat concepts, which we're going to talk about right now, and bulletproof designs. Somebody's actually trying to call me. Should I actually take this call on the show? I think you should. Roulette. Show roulette. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Here we go. Is it going to be a scam Is, though? I don't know. We're going to find out. Call from Chris. Well, Chris is calling in. To accept, press one. I pressed one. Hey, Chris. Uh, welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. You're live on the show. How can I help you? Do I? Oh, well, you you called into a live uh, podcast. This is a Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. I'm Jimmy Lewis. I'm the host. We're here with uh, Cooper, who can mispronounce any word that you spell out. <laughs> but since you can't spell a word out for us in the show, how can I help you tonight? Oh, no, I was actually just calling to uh, register or find out more info on the NASP uh, classes that were coming up. So are you looking for the CISPA cycle classes or are you looking for the Jimmy Lewis off-road training ones in Pahrump, Nevada? CISPA cycle will be up in Washington. And actually what I'm doing right now, because you are live on the show, yep. um, I'm turning this into an ad for my own uh, schools. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, man, I'm in, I'm in uh, Northwest, so I uh, don't know if I'll make it to uh, Pahrump. It's, uh, it, we, we call... <laughs> We call Prump Valley the dirt people. It's because it's dusty and silty, a little dingy. You guys are up in this beautiful green North Pacific Northwest. Logan was just up there. How was how was the Pacific Northwest? Uh, it's it's pretty amazing right now. It was just yeah, so I tell you what, uh, Chris, let me uh, go ahead and try to give you a call back tomorrow morning, and I will get you situated. We can send you out uh, entry forms or registration forms. Unfortunately, uh, Janie, who's my bartender and helps out with registration, is down in, uh, I don't know if she's in Machu Picchu or the Galapagos Islands right now. So we've been a little slow in getting back to you. So if we haven't responded to you, that's the okay. reason. But uh, hey, thanks for calling into Tech yeah, Talk Taco pink Tuesday. Dolphins. Yeah. And we'll. Yeah, we'll pink, uh, pink dolphins, iguanas, or uh, uh, make sure she goes to Wana Picchu. Hiyo Picchu. That's wanna the, Pichu. Wanna Pichu. So there's there's Machu Pichu. And yeah, then, yeah, so Machu Pichu is the uh, uh, Wana Pichu is the high um like the highest peak in that little that well, little area. It's actually is it is it not Hayu Pichu? Because I, I actually uh, I, I I'll, was I'll told give you, it was Wana Pichu, but yeah, it could be. It's I think it's Hayu And the only reason I know this is because I did the Incas rally back in the day, which was uh, put on by a Cherbies. Okay. And 
when uh, I am the, I am the, f- so when you get off the train down at the bottom and you have to ride a bus up that road, they, yeah. they shut down that road and let us race motorcycles. They took our motorcycles down on that train and we unloaded at the bottom and we raced kind of like Pikes Peak style up to the top of that. And I am the fastest human <laughs> on a four stroke motorcycle to ever go up that road. Unfortunately, this guy named Kevin Hines beat me on a two-stroke. So I'm not the fastest human overall, but I'm the fastest human on a four-stroke motorcycle up that road on my, uh, at the time, a KLX 300. So uh, just a little factoid that you probably didn't realize you were going to get on this call. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's more than I bargained for. Hey, well, thanks. Thanks for calling (laughs) into the, thanks for calling into the show. Even though you didn't know to call in the show, I should have turned my ringer off of my phone, but we plugged you in live. Um, If you want to check out the show, you can check out at dirt bike test on YouTube or Facebook. And we're, what minute are we in here? We're about almost two hours on the show. Yep. So, Anyways, uh, I will get back to you tomorrow. It's me, Mina Pichu, according Mina to one of our Pichu. Mina Pichu on, according to our uh, experts on our <laughs> on the forum right now. Pichu. <laughs> well, we we have a, we have a chat room that goes on on the side of the on the side of the thing. It's this is it's really a horribly produced show with substandard hosts with a lot of good informations hidden in between all the jokes. Yeah, but you're talking about dirt bikes, though. Dirt bikes and motorcycle related products. And uh, hopefully we can help you become a better rider and tune in on Tuesdays, tune in on Tuesdays. Tell your friends. Yeah. Rock and roll. You guys have a good night. Okay. Thanks a lot. You take care. Bye. Well, there we go. Another satisfied client. I hope. Woo! So uh, who won the gift certificate? Oh, Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm because I'm gonna vote for uh, Stephen. Stephen was that? Stephen was the Stephen oh, or Todd? Stephen was the one with the blinged out bike, right? No, Stephen was the one with the backlighting. The wrong, the, the bad lighting, bad backlighting. You said Stephen, and he was in the wrong. chat, right? He was definitely in the chat. In the chat. I like that one. He didn't. He didn't want to win. And nope. Robert and Robert can't win again. Right. So we disqualified him. I, I think Steven's good. Dude. What was the other one that we liked? Steven, Robert's was, out. You said Charlie's out? This. Oh, Charlie, Charlie. Charlie had the TPI bike. Or no, no. He had the two-stroke. No, Robert had the two-stroke. I don't know. I forgot by now. 500. The XCF. What, yeah, it's all oh, Takamoto, Takamoto mods. mods. Yeah. So so he's already got the Takamoto mods. He was the yeah. tailpipe man. Tailpipe man. <laughs> I want to go with Steven, too. Yeah, I'm thinking Steven. Yeah. I think that I other than his photo, everything was really good. He I there's a couple things he could use. I this guy, I can already tell that he will use that hundred bucks in the most effective way, almost like Logan. Mm-hmm. I heard Logan's pretty thrifty, we'll call him. Because mm-hmm. in our entire trip, the whole trip, he never pulled out his credit card as wallet once. And I respect that because I was that guy. <laughs> all the time if yeah. somebody else is paying i'm playing <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so uh anyways super awesome oh hey we got to talk about our product product of the week uh product of the week brought to you by promoto billet you mean no, no. designs oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you need to reach out to promoto billet 
Because um, I keep uh, saying their name. Well, are they competitor? Eh, probably. They make all, a lot of similar stuff. They make good stuff too. So I have Seacon. So let me do. Let me redo this one more time. Product of the week brought to you by Bulletproof Designs. There we go. So that's where you should just step in. Oh, and that, the the thing just popped up too. The thing. Yeah, their logo. Oh, oh yeah, Stephen. Uh, go ahead and reach out to me, Matt at JimmyLewisOffRoad.com, and I'll get you the instructions for what to do. This here. Why don't you hold that? Do you like touching something that's been so close to my butt for so long? You didn't have to say that. <laughs> I know I didn't have to say that, but I did because it makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> so this is a seat concept seat for a KTM 390 Adventure. And let me tell you, this is brand as a brand new product for them. So new that we talked to them. We said, hey, we're going to be riding these bikes back. And I knew the seat was a big problem. And Logan had the KTM power part seat on his bike which was better than the stock seat. And I'm like, well, I don't really sit down that much when I ride. It's not going to be a big deal. And then when I was testing the bikes out around here, I was testing Logan's bikes and my bike to make sure they were all set up with the, the racks and different things, the bags. And I go, oh, I'm going to be sitting down. This this bike has what we call a sit-down rider position. It's just cramped. We'll call it cramped. You say cramped. It doesn't really lend itself to standing up. And most of the time we're just cruising down smooth dirt roads. You're going to be sitting down. And so I was a little worried about my seat. And so I called the seat concepts guys. They say, hey, we have a couple seats. They're brand new. They're coming out. And I looked at it and the, it, the, the, it, the sport touring seat, I think they call this one, was a half an inch higher. And I'm already cramped on this bike. So it's more cushion. More cushion for the cushion. So... I had, and it has, it has the wings on the side of it and they're pretty good about making it narrow in the front part. So if you do want to put a foot down, if you are shorter, which isn't a problem for me in this bike, it's shaped properly. And how good was that guy? With, who what was, what was his name? Do you remember? I don't. You don't remember his name either. Cause I don't remember names. I don't remember people. So I can't be blamed for this. I am a student of you. So. Don't <laughs> remember people's names. Cause you have to cover for me when I'm not doing it right. You need to, you need to, what do you, what do you, you need to compliment, you need to amplify or no, don't amplify my bad points. Compliment, fill in the blank. So, you know, when you make a mistake or I try to surround my people, myself with people that can do things that I can't do. Like if I'm no good at something, mm -hmm. I want to bring people in that are good at this. So don't copy me, Logan. Try to be, when you see me fail, like, laugh and then fix it. yeah, laugh at me, make a joke. Cause then I'll feel self-conscious. And then, <laughs> and then you fix it and show me that you're better than me. And then I'll never have to do that again. I'll just let you handle it for me. So, but uh, good job. By the way, Logan rode how many 1200 miles without really any super gnarly, like you only had to take the bags off the bike once to pick it up, right? Yeah. See, I'm picking on him. Yeah. But I'm complimenting him because he was smart enough. Is like his bike was in a position where he couldn't pick it up. So instead of like standing there and crying, mm -hmm. he's like, I can't pick it up. He took the bags off of it, picked the damn thing up, strapped the bags on and kept going. There we go. And I hardly had to yell at all. In fact, I didn't even know what happened. I just said, hey, Logan, what happened? He's like, what'd you say? Nothing. I went, I completely forgot about it. I was like, yeah, so he 
figured it, yeah, I figured out how to do it. But anyhow, so back to my seat, my super awesome seat. What a difference it made because we rode so much sitting down. And this kind of goes to like when I talk about my seats that are that have the I always want to say Naga hide, but it's not Naga hide. It's the suede, the suede seats that I run on my rally training bikes, the seats that they have that have high grip. My tall seat on my KTM 1090 Adventure that has the extra grip on the side. Seat Concepts makes super awesome seats. The good thing about this was it had like six different positions I could sit on. So if I move my butt back, you know, half an inch, an inch, it changed where it was touching my butt. And then I'd, I'd move another inch or two back or three inches back and it was a different position and when you're sitting down on a motorcycle how long were we riding for 10 hours a day it was 26 total hours 26 total hours of riding in three days, three days. so that doesn't give us 10 hours a day math genius matt but the last day was well is that it was hours. so the so that was that moving time only or was that total time only moving time yeah, because it's funny, like like mo everybody knows this, like moving time and total time, because you're you're stopped a lot, whatever. So, anyways, so we're basically doing ten hour days, and and your butt gets kind of tired, but I don't have monkey butt. You don't have monkey butt. Oh, you have monkey butt because <laughs> your seat wasn't as good as mine. Yeah, yeah. And the next podcast, if you have any KTM three ninety questions, by the way, bring them uh, because we can talk KTM three nineties uh, all the time. But super awesome. So our buddy from Seat Concepts came over, ripped the stock seat off, put their foam in the seat cover on, used a really crappy stapler I was able to get my hands on, and it stuck on the whole time. It was good. Nice. I actually went with my air stapler and put a couple, after I took it off, I saw where the other staples were coming loose and got it good. But man, it's nice. You don't, you don't, you don't want to do that, do you? You're, you're scared of that thing now. You think my ass has been on there for a long time. <laughs> So six hours, uh, 26 hours. That's a lot. So, um, yeah, super, super good seats. And I'm not just saying that cause they're a sponsor of the show. I'm saying that because I actually really believe in their stuff. It works good. It's been, um, on, on that seat in particular, it saved my ass. It's a lot of riding. It's a lot of riding and it was way better than the stock one. And even like between Logan's power part seat, which wasn't that bad because I know the difference, it turns it into a big single seat. Mine, we took the, the we'll call it the passenger pillion seat off and used it part as, as a luggage rack. And that thing worked out pretty good. So it wasn't on our modified KTM 390 test that's up on dirt bike test. This is something new, but we'll definitely talk about some of the things we've done to the bike since then and what we've learned in there. So all good. Anything else? I think that's about it. Do you, have everything. Any, do you have any new words that you want to enunciate for us? No. Nope. Hey, and you know, you know that if we're picking on you, we like you. Really? If if I silenced up, like when you said bad words, I just go, oh, I don't know. I shouldn't acknowledge this. If if I kind of, you know, then I don't like you. But you're okay. So tomorrow, <laughs> what were what were what were you talking about that you didn't know how to fix earlier? There was something you scared me with, and I'm going to let you work on a motorcycle tomorrow that you're going to get inside the motor. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You ever, you ever pulled the top end off a four-stroke? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it, and you put it back together? Oh, yeah. And it worked? 
Yeah. Okay. Didn't make any screeching noises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Sounds sounds good to me. I'll I'll uh, trust in uh trust in Cooper. So for everybody here on the show tonight, thanks Matt for semi producing. Yeah. Well, thanks thanks, thanks to Cooper Logan for you know ditching. ditching out halfway through the show. Logan should be in that producer seat. Yeah. Thanks Maddox for the call center. If you need your car detailed and prompt, do we need to come and see you? Yep. How do we how do we reach you? At pure detail on Instagram. At pure detail. Pure on detail. Pure. Pure. Yep. pure detail on Instagram. Okay. So you've been mobbing your truck out in the desert? Yeah, broke a headlight. Broke a headlight. How'd you do that? Is it a Dodge? No. It's a Ford. Oh, Ford. Because I tell you the Dodge headlights like to fall right out the front of the car. Yeah. Well, you're mobbing it pretty good. Um, don't teach these other kids any tricks because um, they can't afford this stuff. <laughs> so yeah, Two wheels only. Um, Bob, yeah. <laughs> thanks for joining in on the show. Thanks for the constructive criticism of some sort. Cooper, awesome to have you on again. Thank you. Um, the, the pronunciation of strategic words will lead to the new segment that we're going to have called Say It With Cooper. So if you're out there in the, the host, you know, the, the watching, just you got to get on the chat and start submitting words and we'll, we'll have Cooper handle them for you. Yeah. Be nice to me. Be nice. <laughs> so thanks to Sankuro Tequila. Thanks to Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Training. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Hey, what kind of climb gear did you wear the last time you rode? None. And that's, that's why you probably your ride wasn't as good as mine. Yep. Okay. Because I was wearing really awesome climb gear on our ride back. I kept making fun of Logan because he got his climb vented gear dirty. Yeah, oh. I was freezing on the last day. And it was so vented, he was freezing. Because <laughs> he, he, he chose to wear his really nice vented gear, his yeah. vented climb gear, when it was really cold. Then he busted out this ratty old used up gear that was kind of vented yeah. from holes in it. When it was warm, but it was black in color. Yeah. And so he suffered. I was in perfect temperature all the whole ride. So thanks to all those companies. Just click through our Amazon links, our Rocky Mountain MC links that are hard to find. Thank you for the help on that. And uh, yep. we will uh, see you on the next show, huh? Sounds good to me. Okay. What do we do? Uh, see you on the trail. Or see you on the trail. See you on the trail. Cheers. <laughs>